Hi, everybody. This is Ken Wilson. Once upon a time, I broadcast blues hockey. I always listen to Let's Go Blues Radio. It's everything you'll want as a blues fan. Oh, baby. Need more energy throughout the day? Looking for a kick to your workout? RockinThatIDLife.com has you covered with delicious flavors you've grown to love in tropical fruit and mixed berry, but now fall in love with the new fruit punch and orange flavors. Try them all at RockinThatIDLife.com. Realtor Mike Burgoyne with Real Brokerage LLC makes the moving process easier. Work with a realtor who plays and studies the game and will work as hard as the boys on the ice to get you the best deal. Check out Mike on the web at strikewithmike.com and jumpstart your move today. That's strikewithmike.com. Get ready to hear some noise tonight. You're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio. Let's have a doink, bro. Eric Brewer was so bad. <laughs> Are we like Ogilvorp? Are we suspended? I I reciprocated the dickness. Selfish, Selfish hockey. hockey. That's right. Selfish hockey. What did I tell you about stick tape? You don't need it! No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Hey, Blues fans. I like to consider myself a friend of the show. This is TSN analyst and former Blues netminder Jamie McLennan. And here's Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio. Welcome to episode 10 of season 11, which is episode number 386 all time of the often imitated, never duplicated. If you can't come to us, we'll come to you. We're the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio. Special thanks to rockandthatidlife.com, realtor Mike Burgoyne at strikewithmike.com, and centericebrewery.com for proudly sponsoring the show. Please, please, please check them out. Also, please check out our online shop at letsgoblues.com for the best blues-themed t-shirts at a fair price. It is uh, Wednesday, November 30th, and we are streaming live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. To interact with the show on social media, our handle on the socials is at LGB Radio. Just do a search for you'll find us. If you haven't already done so, please like, follow, subscribe, ring the bell, buy a t-shirt from the shop, do whatever you can to help us out. It'd be great. We'd appreciate it greatly. I'm Kurt Price. My goals for the big show this evening are Bill Day and Jeff Ponder. The agenda for tonight's show includes discussion about more up and down play from the Blues, including a fantastic finish in Florida. We discuss the Blues' awful penalty kill. Emily Kaplan with ESPN.com writes an article about the Blues, which we'll talk about. And Jack Edwards, Fat Shames Pat Maroon live on the air during the Bruins Lightning game Tuesday night. All that and more on your favorite blues hockey podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio. Fellas, what is up? <clears throat> you have a Yeti oh. behind you again. <laughs> yeah, he, he wanders the house. That is that is one of the biggest dogs that I've ever met that is, like, super friendly, too. You and uh, STL Blues History actually has a really big, super friendly dog, too. I found that does most... He, when you sit down, does he, like... Does he try to like sit on your lap? Does he think he's like no. a lap dog? No, he's not a lap dog. No. He's we I benefited from that. He he does not try to go on the furniture. He has his own bed and everything and his own uh stuff to lay on. So he he has his stuff. He doesn't try to go on the couch or anything. He's not a lap dog. Uh no, he's very gentle. He's a big old baby. Um and I found most big dogs are kind of like that. Um yeah. they're nice. Uh it's the little ones you got to watch out for. <laughs> little ones will tear that's, your that's, tear your ankles is up. Is that not is that not people too? That's it's true. always the little ones that are that, that have the anger and the, the you know they call it the little man syndrome. Little man syndrome, right? <laughs> yeah. 
That's true. Yeah, the big ones are just a bunch, big, big bunch of fluff. Mm-hmm. That's me. <laughs> That's you. <laughs> uh, no, hey, uh, listen to the end of the show last week. Thanks for uh, filling in for me. Hope you guys had a good Thanksgiving. Uh, I spent way too much money over the past week. Yeah. Uh, how about you guys? I did. Same. Yeah. 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 Although, you know, it wasn't so much on me. Some of it was. Not going to lie. I treat myself, too. But, uh, you know, the kids got their fair share of stuff coming. So I'm, I'm, not, I'm not done. So uh, I got about halfway there. So I'm, I think I'm pretty good. Halfway, halfway there with pretty much all my gifts, I think. So I think I'm, I'm looking pretty I, good. I've always been big on gift giving and, like, buying gifts for family. But, like, my wife is, like, like I'm, I'm at about... At about a seven, an eight, maybe she's at a ten. So like, I'll like, I'll, I'll say something like, "Oh, we gotta get something for my mom." Oh, I already got something for your mom. Okay, we gotta get something for my nephews. I already got something for your nephews. Well, what the hell? What am I supposed to do? And it's Man. just funny because it makes me feel like Sit my back dad and enjoy the ride. Up. Yeah, no, right. right. Growing up, my dad like was the one like he did not do any of the shopping. Like it was funny because like I would get like some kind of hockey gear. And, and he'd be like, oh, wow, a new stick. And I'd be like, you knew about that, didn't you, Dad? And he'd be like, yes, yes, I did. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it, it's it, she makes me feel that way because I'm like, but I'm, I don't want to be that way. I want to know what people are getting. Um, yeah, I uh, I was uh, I shopped on the uh, Google store, got a couple of uh, speakers for myself. The, uh, they had a substantial markdown on their Nest speakers, which were the bigger ones. So I'm like, yeah, oh, I got two nice. of those. I was just going to buy one, and then they just happened to say on the site, uh, uh, get two for stereo, for like full surround stereo, you mm-hmm. know, room filling sound. I'm like, oh, <laughs> well, they're pretty yeah. cheap. I'll, I'll, I'll get two. Okay, fine. I'm a sucker. <clears throat> yep. Yeah, I I love. I only have one, but I get the stereo effect. Mm-hmm. I have like when I work from home, I have in every room in the upstairs where I am while I'm working. Yeah, I'm I'm streaming music most of the day. And it's great. Go room to room and get that stereo effect. It's beautiful. Yeah, I've got speakers. I got these the Google Homes in every room. The small ones, like the puck size ones. Um, nice. and a couple of the bigger ones and one of the Nest Hubs, the video one in the kitchen. And uh, I I've got them all linked together when I if I want to stream music, I can play them on all at the same time like you both. And yeah, room yep. to room. That's like uh, you, you walk down the stairs and you pick up the sound, the music from in the room in the basement too. So it's, uh, it's it's fun. It's neat. That is cool. Yeah, I, my big purchase was a PS5. So I finally finally pulled the trigger. I've been wanting to do it the last couple of years, and uh, it was funny because I went to we went to Walmart, we went to Target, and uh, neither of them had them in stock. And my wife was like, let's stop at GameStop. And I was like, I don't want to go out of my way to get one. If, if a place has it, I'm going to get it. And she's like, just shut up. You know you want one. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. So we went to GameStop, and yeah, they had it in stock. And picked it up, started playing it yesterday. Uh, started on Gotham Knights, which is interesting. Um, will not pick up uh, Chell. Well, I already have it. Uh, but I won't get it for, until I get it on Christmas morning. So... Looking forward to playing some NHL 23. I'm uh, I'm in the market for a PS5 eventually. Probably a digital version. I don't know. We'll we'll see. I, I'm gonna I'm trying to decide when I want to pull the trigger on it. Yeah, I got mine last year. Full full disc version. Um, I was lucky enough to get it on uh, one of uh, one of Best Buy's. I was telling that the the, the one guy uh, Matt something. 
um, who who was tweeting every time anybody got stock of either the Xbox or oh, yeah. PS5. Um, it was it was great. I I think it was my fourth time that I actually had had it in my cart. I was finally able to get it, and uh, yeah, it's it's great. Love it. But uh, I don't have time to play. Like I, I bought I, the new Tiger Woods this year. Like he, they put him back on the cover of a golf game, and uh, yeah, I've I've done nothing but the uh, top top golf simulator in that so far because mm. I just don't have time right now. I was gonna say I'm I didn't know you had one. Uh, yeah. That kind of wow. All right, well, pick up some NHL 23, quit your job, and uh, <laughs> let's do it. See, I have a I've got a quest right too. And, yeah, I, and I don't have time to play that as much as I want. Right. So right. I, same. Yeah, I'm. I, that's that's part of what's kind of like I'm hemming and hawing about actually pulling the trigger. I'm like, I'm not gonna have time to play this thing. Right. I mean, we had some. We had a couple of really fun games last year, right? We, we did. What was that Demio? Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. With your cousin Jeff. Demio was that great. Was, that was a ton of fun. Yeah. But yeah, I I don't have time. Yeah. Like, being in your 40s sucks, okay? <laughs> you're in between. You don't have time it's for It's in between anything. stage, right. You're not old enough to have a lot of free time, and you're not young enough to, like, not have as much responsibility. You're, like, right. in that busy spot in your life where you're busy all the time. Too much right. responsibility. Yeah. I Man, I love when I when I can get, like, an hour or an hour and a half, two hours, whatever, to where I know I have nothing to do, I love it because I'm like, Yes, it's time to play a video game because otherwise I have no time for it. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I think I mentioned before, or maybe it was online, I'm not sure. Either way, uh, I'll say it again. The, uh, back in the day, uh, back when the Blues, uh, you know, they weren't cup contenders, but they were they were decent teams. They were making the playoffs, but they weren't, you know, they weren't really threatening or anything, uh, challenging for the cup. Uh, I would spend my like I'd watch a game and they would lose. I'd be disappointed, and I would go play some NHL, whatever you know, whatever year it was. And I just loved doing. I'd, I'd just take out my frustrations in the game, mm-hmm. and I'd, I'd 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 win using the Blues or whatever. You know, um, that was fine. Play four, five, six games against my brother, um, and that was fun. So in this this season, during the losing streak, during the eight game losing streak, I was like. I gotta buy a console. <laughs> I gotta buy NHL 23 <laughs> so I can like uh, take out my frustrations with the way this team is playing. And because if this is gonna be a bad season, then I can you know play some hockey and uh, like disconnect from the real hockey world yep. and and uh, connect up with the fake hockey world and and have some uh, harmless fun. So uh, that's... I tell you, uh, with NHL 21, I started doing more of the EA SHL thing. Uh, whatever that's called. I think that's what it's called. Where you basically jump in a six-on-six game or you join a team. And I started doing that. and actually played with uh, Listener Austin a lot uh, doing that as well. And it was Oh, he fun. got promoted. Oh, sorry. Well, he, he really hasn't been promoted yet. It's more of a joke at this point. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, I uh, – I yeah, I used to uh, – I I did for a reason I didn't do it in the last one, but in 21 I loved that version, and it was probably because I hated because I always do the GM mode, and GM mm-hmm. mode in 21 was a fucking joke. It was just a circus. So yeah. they improved it a little bit in 22 enough to where I played it, but still, there's a lot of holes they need to fix. Ken Moore, yeah, I go ahead. Kurt. I was like Ken Moore said in the YouTube chat. Uh, I used to play EA NHL, but have not in 15 or 20 years, and that's where I'm at. I used to play so much of it, 
but I haven't played really since the PC version. Like one of the last ones was oh one two three something like that. What oh yeah, one of the one of the was last it, versions. Uh, of PC. Le Cavalier on the cover. I think it oh one. It I want to say was the last one. It might have been that was Owen Nolan. Nolan. Owen Nolan. I think that was the last one I had. Yeah. Yeah. I had yeah. I had Owen Nolan um, version. It might have been a one. Yeah. Might have been Le Cavalier. That was. I have I have the Cavalier down downstairs in the basement. Pronger uh, was a the PC 2000. version. Yeah. Yeah. He was two thousand. Yeah. yeah. I think my I my two favorite NHLs of all time um, were the Marcus Naslin and Jerome McGinley. I think it was 03 and then 04. Those those were so my favorite. Here. Le Cavalier was oh wow, Le Cavalier was oh six. I don't think there was a PC version of that. Could uh, be wrong. I'm pretty sure but... I have it. I'll prove uh, you wrong you next do. week. Please do. Uh, but yeah, I uh, no, I the PC version was great. Um, I actually liked that over the PlayStation at the time. They need so to bring back. They should bring that. They need back. to bring back PC um, because I didn't know <laughs> that they didn't make it for. I wasn't up. I didn't. I haven't. You know, bought a EA game in a long time, <clears throat> and I saw so I was like, I want to buy NHL twenty three, and I'm like, oh, they don't make it for the PC. Oh, they haven't made it for like 15, 18 years, whatever it's been, or twenty yep. years. So I was like, oh, uh, Bill, you know what that reminds me of? What we do in the shadows when uh, Nandor discovers that his country hasn't been around for six hundred years. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty big bummer to find out that your country hasn't existed in six hundred years. <laughs> uh. I love All right, that show. Uh, no, my my final point on NHL. Um, so I bought twenty two, and I've heard nothing but terrible things about twenty three. So, and Matt Matt Harris even said um, that twenty three is like twenty two, but somehow a little worse. Yeah. So, so I don't know if I'll dive into it. Uh, when I bought twenty two, pretty much all I ever did with it was go to the goalie customizer. Because oh yeah, I could spend hours doing that. I love that. So you know much. what I love, and, and you probably did too. Like when you could do the on ice test. Did you do mm-hmm. that a lot? I mm-hmm. used to love doing that with my player. I would just go out there and it was just one on one with the goalie, and I would yep. just go. I mean, I'd spend hours just skating around and taking slap shots, trying to aim my shots, trying to do crazy tricks. Like I used to love that. Mm. Um, yeah, and I did the goalie version of that. So. I well I see I don't have 22 so if I'm buying one I'm probably just buying 23. Just um, yeah yeah that that I wouldn't I, I would say typically with the EA games and this is for anyone out there who's interested in, in gaming and then we will move on I promise. Um, the EA NHL games always go on sale on Black Friday, uh, Cyber Monday, and then usually I want to say the week of Christmas. Normally they're 60. Sometimes they get marked down to 35. Sometimes they get marked down to 40. So just keep your eye out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, the Christmas sale, I'm sure you'll be able to get it for probably 30. If, yeah. If I if I pull the trigger. Um, Tweet. Yeah, Restream, our, um, our, our uh, interface that we use to uh, give the show to our viewers on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter, um, for those of you watching the live show, um, they did a shout out for us with on uh, that was pretty cool. Uh, they asked for some pictures and some info. Uh, gave them like twenty pictures, fifteen pictures, <laughs> and they uh, they used three. <laughs> but but uh, so that was but it was cool. They gave us a nice little write up. It was a multiple tweet thing uh, about how we do the show and uh, when we do it and where you can find us. So 
Uh, that was pretty cool. Um, and got and got it some nice Facebook feedback. Too. Yeah, it was on Facebook too. Did on Twitter and Facebook, and they got got a uh, handful of responses from other restream users who shared their their uh, setup that they use. So uh, that was that was pretty cool. I uh, so thank you, restream. Uh, and if you're if you're uh, uh, looking to get into this, or you're, you have a platform you use that you're not happy with, or you know, check out restream. I think because uh, I so far, I mean, we've had it for what a few months now. A we had now? it. We, yeah, we started the last episode of season 10. That was basically our trial right. run with it before right. season 11. And, uh, yeah, and I remember even, like, during that show, just being like, oh, my God, this is light years better than what we were using before. We'll leave that unnamed because that's unfair. But, uh, yeah, Restream is is the pinnacle, at least, of what uh, I've seen in terms of doing video podcasting. I think, and the price is right, too, because we've seen others that yes. were – that were fully featured like this one is, but they were so expensive. And I was like, "Ow, oh, no, it's not mm-hmm. in the budget." But this was, this is, I'm, we're happy with it. Couldn't yeah, be happier. I, I asked, uh, I asked Patrico of the Riz Show um, here in St. Louis what they use, and I can't remember what it is now. But he sent me the name, and I was like, "Oh yeah, it's great. The pricing's good." It was like ninety bucks a month, and I'm like, "Okay, yeah, that's great." But I'm like, "My God, I'm not. We're not spending that. That's crazy." Yeah. Well, they're a they have a they're a higher end deal. So no, we're they not are. And that's what I'm saying. They, here. They, <laughs> yeah, they right. can make they can make it work. But what I'm saying is like, you know, it, there needs to be an affordable option where you can do some cool stuff. And I mean the 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 price for restream is ridiculous. So yes, I we all strongly recommend it. We could be spitting chocolates if we. If every other word was F this, F that, and fucking this, and fucking that, and uh, we're just assholes to people. <laughs> yep. And if we had an overlord who was a total asshole that we all hate, yeah, then yeah, that'd be great. Which pictures did you use for the shout-out? The pics y'all were saving for the LGB <laughs> radio sexy calendar? No, no, those are yet to come. Uh, I quick, j- quick, quick story. We talked about for uh, one more thing, Kurt. I know you guys missed that last week. Um, I, we, there was talk, uh, the last Ponder Cup, so in 2021, there was talk of doing a Players of the Ponder Cup calendar and literally making it like a like a Playboy shoot, basically. A little more tasteful. Wow. But we talked about doing that, and we're like, and then just sell them right there at the arena. We're like, we at least the people who are playing will buy them. Probably nobody else will. But it would be hilarious, right? So we could do that with Let's Go Blues Radio. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's a little bit different. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's we we put some serious thought, and we decided obviously not to do it because we were like, man, uh, you know, are we really going to make any money for charity doing this? Plus, will the charity even want that money? Yeah, that's well, that's like, that's tainted. Eh, that's dirty money. Not. That's dirty. <laughs> Somehow it is. It's dirty money. Uh, <laughs> uh, but obviously, Restream loves what we do, so they were they are impressed, right? So they wanted to uh, uh, share our our show. They clearly have never actually watched the show. No, no, not, no. <laughs> actually, actually, the show they referenced was uh, what uh, one of the a number of shows ago. It was just Bill and I. And they said, this is a great show. You know, no, there was no, you know, I was, oh, that was, Jeff wasn't there. Was, oh, who's Jeff? And uh, I'm making this up. 
Oh, oh okay. <laughs> I was Thank like, the, the look on your face is serious. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm totally making this up. I was like, good lord. <laughs> Screw you, Restream. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm going to hurt Jeff's feelings. He's not, he doesn't get the joke. <laughs> nope, nope. Wasn't following. <laughs> uh, official beers of episode number 386. You can follow each of us on the Untapped app. Listeners, followers, do you guys uh, use the Untapped app? Do you follow us on Untapped? Just asking. My handle is CPrice12. Jeff says JPonder94. Bills is Billy Blue Note 33. Uh, and uh, what we got, Bill? Sir? Oh, I go first. <laughs> um, and I've been going first because mine's half gone at this point. Nice. And looks tonight, like an easy drink. It looks like a, a sipping a sipping beer. Oh, it's it's a sipping beer that I ate been sipping. Mm. <laughs> it's gonna be a fun episode. It's yeah, gonna well. be a fun episode. Cafe Death nice. by Revolution Brewing. D E T H. D E T H. Weighing in at fourteen point eight percent ABV. Wow. That's hefty. Um, that's very hefty. Like, like I said, like that I said, is a pat maroon of beers. You're fighting a you're <laughs> fighting above your weight class, there, Bill. <laughs> no, this is my weight class. Okay, all right. I, I I trained last week, right? I I trained for Bourbon County Friday. Mm-hmm. We went out and we had a great time. It was good at Global Brew, yeah. watching USA win the draw nil nil against England. Yeah, and uh, Amy yeah. Amy was waiting and, for. I, I, she wasn't a big soccer fan. Uh, did, wouldn't, didn't follow soccer. You know, she didn't dislike soccer. She just didn't know about it. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, you know, just wait until a goal is scored. If USA scores a goal, this place will go bananas. And they never did. Right. Never did. But still. But it's, but we still won the game somehow, even though we did. Right. <laughs> a, a draw against uh, England was, was pretty fantastic. So Right. We we held them scoreless in their goal differential for the uh, the preliminary rounds was plus seven. I think that's pretty impressive. So, Matt Harris is doing rum and Kool Aid. Nice. Mm. Now, now, I was going to ask him about this, Matt. How do you do it? Do you mix the Kool Aid and then with your water and then pour that in with the rum, or do you actually just take the Kool Aid and mix oh, it in with the rum? The Kool Aid powder. Just the yeah. Oh yeah. That's interesting. Why would you yeah. water it down with the water? Just put the Kool Aid in the rum. Yeah. I've tried it with just putting the powder in the rum, and good? it tastes funky. It just tastes weird. Huh. So, yeah, I think maybe it's because I didn't put enough in. I don't know. Mm. But, yeah, typically I like to make the Kool-Aid first and right. then put that in with the rum. Maybe you make it with like I've... a third of the water. So right. It's like a strong. You have to you have to use enough water to dissolve yeah. the Kool-Aid crystals. Yeah, that's probably yeah. it. But, yeah, good if call. you try to just mix them straight up, that's, that's going to be painful. Nice. Jeff, mm-hmm. Jeff, what you got? Uh, I know somebody who takes the little, uh, what are the little, uh, little mi- Miro, my- Miro, what are yeah. those things called? Those the, li- the liquid pouches. Flavor pouches. Yeah. 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 I know somebody who actually takes that and then just puts that straight into vodka. And huh. I'm like, I don't know how the hell you drink that. That sounds awful. I used to put that in, I used to, I did that for a short time with the, in water, like, a, like they advertise. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's good. Uh, he says, I make the Kool-Aid and then add the rum. Powder into the rum doesn't dissolve properly. Yeah, that's exactly. It was crunchy is yeah. what it was. So, Matt, it was weird. Matt, try the uh, less water and just uh, it's a stronger Kool-Aid. 
maybe. I don't know. Yeah, there you go. All right, so, uh, well, my official beer is not the Fat Elvis. but that I was going to say, I you're going back to Fat Elvis again? Because that, that is my second beer, because I've already finished my first. I uh, <laughs> went with the Canadian favorite Labatt Blue tonight. Mm. Nice. So I uh, decided the to start blue. off light and then go dark right away with my uh, Fat Elvis. Um, I am over halfway done with my – you know, and last time I pulled this beer out, it was a desperate times call for desperate measures, right? And I feel like the team is fading back into that category a bit. Um, so I'm doing it again. I'm going to the well again. I'm pulling out the stag right. again. Mm-hmm. We're doing the stag because last time I pulled Maybe, the stag uh, out, we went on a seven-game win streak. So look if out. If this happens, if this works, maybe next time all three of us need to drink stag. If they go undefeated between this show and next, how many, was that three games? Something like that? Uh, uh, I believe it's eight. Between this show and next? <laughs> We're not doing a show for a while? Um, yeah, I may never not drink stag again. I may never that was me. drink another beer again. That was, that was me in the, the 2019 playoffs. It was... Um, well, it started, I want to say, in March, where all I drank was O'Fallon. Uh, I think it was the O'Fallon, whatever their lager is. Yeah. And I just stuck with that all through the playoffs. I was like, I can't switch. They're winning, so I got to do it. So that was me. I, I, so I know how you feel. Uh, but- it's 10 p.m. Do you know where your children are? <laughs> nice. You remember. I said an alarm. <laughs> very, <laughs> very nice. Uh, there were some questions about my jersey. I just want to, I know it was in the chat, but Bill, you already saw this, but Kurt, you know who this is? Uh, Katrina and the? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Jeff's walking on sunshine. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Gordon Bombay. Um, his, yeah, his, uh, how, uh, uh, Whatever the minor league team was, yeah, the Waves. Yeah, I don't remember if they had a city or not. Hmm. Well, it starts with them, right? Well, clearly. I mean, or it's an upside down W. The Manitoba, something. Yeah, Minnesota. Minnesota Waves. Are you sure? Probably Minnesota. It probably is. or Minneapolis. Okay. Or Manitowoc. Manitowoc. Medicine that, Hat. That's what's. That's Wisconsin, right? Yeah, I think so, yes. I want a Medicine Hat jersey. Anybody, any team from Medicine Hat. I want a uh I want a Kirk Price hat with just your face on it. Uh they are sold out. Ah. Hard to get. Does does it have that, that great zigzag in the middle of the hat? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh, why, that's a callback for some do... of you who don't follow us on Twitter. Yeah, well, the reverse <laughs> retro hats, right? From the, they all have this stupid fucking zigzag down the middle of the front of the hat, and it goes right through the logo. I'm like, what is that? So, so it's a yellow hat, and it's a blue zigzag with the 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 new logo, or the I guess the old logo. And yeah, and it's a blue zigzag goes right through the new logo. It looks so fucking stupid. The reverse retro logo. Take out, yeah. take out that. Uh, yeah, take out that that blue zigzag i'm buying that hat instantly it's it's so it's on there i'm not buying it i i because I, we're it was a hat discussion right about flex fit hats and how the blues just don't have a good one um and so they've shared that one i'm like oh that's they have like, holy fuck they gotta what the fuck is the zigzag down the middle of the fucking hat they gotta screw up everything they gotta screw up every there's not a good fl- i don't like any of the flex fit hats 
that they have. There's like what three, and they're all like weird. There's not a simple one. T- we talked about this before. Not a simple blue hat with a blue note on the front. Flex fit. Is that that hard? Why can't you do that? Pissing me I'm, off. I'm trying to find it so I can show it by the end of break, but I'll, I'll have it ready for that. All right. Uh, we are due for a break. So uh, after uh, we'll we'll hear from our friends at ID Life, and then we'll talk about the a uh, uh, couple of Blues games recently, most notably against uh, Florida and Dallas. But now is a word from ID Life. Every beer league hockey night, I grab my hockey bag and sticks and throw them in the trunk of my car. And the very next thing I do, I mix up a boost of energy courtesy of rockinthatidlife.com. It's formulated to break up its delivery in three ways, which helps me get through all three periods of hockey. Phase one provides a rapid onset of energy, concentration, alertness, and motivation. By period two, I'm receiving a dose of sustained energy, increased focus, metabolism, cognitive function, performance, and feeling of well-being, which I need with the way I play. In Phase 3, I'm getting fatigue protection without jitters and crash, an elevated mood and a reduction of fluid retention to help me make the big play when it counts. This same triphasic approach helps me when I drink it during work hours or simply just for a pick-me-up when I need it. Try one of the four energy flavors by visiting rockinthatidlife.com, but make sure to email Dustin at rockinthatidlife at gmail.com and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you to receive an additional 10% off your order. That's rockinthatidlife.com. There it is. There it is. Jeff showing the hat. Yeah, it looks like it's cracked in two. Retro, right? Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't get it. Like you, I you don't need that. What is that symbolizing? Why is that there? Take that out, and I am buying that hat for thirty four dollars. You know, okay. Um, I've I've worked with logo designs a lot in the past, and logo restrictions. People are very. They're very uh, picky about how their logo is used. You know, you have their, their rules and wh- where you can use the logo, what can go around the logo, how close something can be to the logo. It's very, but I assume the Blues have these kinds of rules, but not with this. Not with this thing. This stupid zigzag thing just runs right through it, and it's just it's a it's just bad design. I, I mean, I, I'm a I'm a designer, and I hate bad design. And it's a fucking bad design. Why? Why do that? I don't get it. Um, Kurt, do you get the reference here by Matt Harris? Jeff, don't, Jeff for- don't forget to set your jersey from Mumbo to Wumbo. No. Mumbo to That Wumbo. would be a SpongeBob SquarePants reference. I know because I have a son who loves SpongeBob. Uh, I, just a hilarious reference. Good good job, Matt. I appreciate that. I, I enjoy SpongeBob. I, I, I'm not familiar with the reference, though. Well, it's because you have it set to Wumbo. You have to set it to Mumbo. Apparently. <laughs> it's kind of lost on me. Those of you SpongeBob fans who get that are laughing right now. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. Uh, all right. So after seven straight wins, which came after eight straight losses, uh, the Blues have now lost three of four. So, uh uh, which started with a six to two loss to Buffalo, which was a burn game- it down. Yeah, <laughs> burn it down, Kurt. Which was a game that I thought the Blues needed to have because Buffalo was struggling. You know, after a nice start to the season, they were they were falling apart. Uh, but they had just come off a seven to what was it seven to nothing seven two win against Montreal, Bill. 
uh, the night before. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was a a stomping yes. of the Canadians. Right. And so I thought, oh, okay, well, they played the night before. They're struggling. We should be able to, even though they played well against Montreal, should be able to get a get a win against Buffalo. No. <laughs> uh, this snapped the Blues win streak at seven. This You said this was one you felt like they needed. I don't oh. I was actually – we talked about this in another – I don't remember what the game was in this during the seven-game win streak, but I felt like this was a trap game. It was a Chicago game I was thinking of. I felt like this was another trap game where it was Blues are flying high. Yes, Buffalo just came off their losing streak, but I was like, I could see them coming in the day before Thanksgiving and just laying an egg, and that's yeah, unfortunately what happened. But I wasn't – just overall, at the end of this game – there was some bad looks by the Blues. I wasn't that upset after this loss, right? But I, and I, I wasn't upset after it. But I think what I was trying to say was, is that with the games coming up after this one, this would have been nice to get two points in the bank because we had two really tough games, three really tough games coming up after this, uh, with Tampa yeah. Bay, Florida, and Dallas. So I was like, okay, just get the points where you can because I think I even said last show we're probably going to lose two out of three against against uh, uh, Tampa Bay, Florida, and Dallas. So, um, and, and, and it's a bitch about NHL scheduling real quick. Um, that's what I hate about the California trips, right? Like when Anaheim and LA were good, you got them back to back all the time. And it's just like, come on NHL. Like this is where the, the two game series with every team would, would have benefited other teams because maybe you're getting a back to back, both games with Anaheim, both games with LA, same thing here, Tampa and Florida, are both very good teams now. And a lot of teams are traveling down there, especially Western Conference teams, and are traveling down there and playing them back-to-back. Like, that's brutal. Like, that is a tough task for any team in the NHL. And for the Blues coming off a loss to Buffalo, having to go down to Tampa and then Florida, I mean, you're just asking. If you lose that first game, that's an easy three-game losing streak. Yeah, I I didn't like going into Buffalo the night before Thanksgiving and knowing you're going to be on the road. I thought the vibe around the team just had to be totally negative, yep. right? We're yep. we're going into the city that just got eight feet of snow. You know, yeah, there there are some good bars here and that, but is that how you want to spend Thanksgiving, right? Well, I, you just had your mom's trip too. You were just around family for what a week. Right. Yeah, I I felt like it was going to be a letdown game, and it was. Uh, Buffalo scored five unanswered goals after Bushnevich uh, tied the game at 1-1 early in the second period on the power play. Uh, Bushnevich also had a goal taken away after the review showed Tarasenko was offside in his own entry. Uh, kind of a bad miss by Landsman. This was a, clearly offside. Yeah, um, yeah. Annoying that he missed and it because just- – yeah, and that's yeah, that's one of those where they scored, and you're like, okay, here we go. And yeah, you, and I think Darren Pang even said like the bench was up, they were yeah. all excited, yeah. game was back in reach, and all of a sudden goals wiped off the board. Yeah, it's zaps your, such zap, a killer zaps your momentum. Yep. that you that you had. Um, so I mean, whatever. Uh, not a good day for the Blues PK penalty kill, uh, allowing two proper goals on three times shorthanded. Uh, but silver lining, Tage Thompson. Uh, the same Tage Thompson that was part of the notorious Ryan O'Reilly trade 
had zero points in this game after coming off a four-game point versus Montreal the night before. So we still won the trade. One <laughs> hell of a move, though, he made in that game. Holy yeah. shit. Jesus. Yep. For, for a big man, that guy is fast and slick. I mean, yep. God, just all the games that I've seen him play this year, he's made some kind of move that you're just like, you're too I big remember... to make that move, kid. When he came up with the Blues, we kept saying, and it wasn't just us, it was all Blues Nation, everybody, probably even the coaches, this kid has great a great shot. Like, mm-hmm. this kid fires the puck, that's what we need, but he can't skate, and he doesn't have the hands at the NHL level. Oh, man, did he improve in both those facets. Dur- Quick skater, excellent hands. During the Buffalo game tonight, Buffalo and Detroit, uh, they talked about how uh, they spoke with Tate Thompson, I assume before the game, and he was talking and telling them that uh, his his coach that he has now is um, gave the first time in his professional hockey career that I get or in the NHL, I guess that his coach uh, showed real um, what's the word trust in his abilities or uh, thought he had it what it what it takes to make the NHL. So really to me, that was, a, that was a pretty big knock on, on Mikey O for the, I mean, cause really, cause that's, that's the only other head coach he's had in the NHL. So, right. Yeah, well, but we can all agree that that guy's terrible. Plus his, his conditioning coach is Jeff Albert. He worked on changing his positioning. Uh, his stance is different. Oh, is that not, I'm sorry. Wrong sport. Yeah. Wrong sport. Wrong sport. Say. Wrong sport. <laughs> so I say what? <laughs> no, I mean, we, Harping on the Mike Yo wagon again. Yeah, I mean, that guy, I don't. I still don't understand how he still has a job in the NHL. I don't get it. Well, and, I mean, it's probably for the best that he didn't evaluate Thompson properly or whatever. Um, didn't give him the, the vote of confidence that Thompson maybe needed because uh, that was, it was his ticket out of here, and we got a Riley and we got a cup, so. And uh, Buffalo had the pro scouts who obviously did tell uh, – uh, uh, forgot his name, the GM at the time who made the trade. Kevin Probably Adams. Probably tell him – No, Kevin yeah, Adams' current guy. Kevin Adams is their current GM. Uh, Botterill? So it was Botterill. Botterill, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he uh, – yeah, luckily the pro scouts at the time had, I guess, scouted him enough and knew, like, this kid's got it. Like, go get him, trade him, whatever you – trade them whatever you want to get him. And – yeah, like you said, Kurt, Blues get a Stanley Cup and a Conn Smythe winner out of it. Mm-hmm. So I will make that trade 100 times out of 100. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and it's interesting that, interestingly enough, uh, Money Pucks deserved a winometer, had the Blues uh, deserving to win this game. 56.7% of the time they win when this game was simulated using the advanced stats that they take uh, a thousand times. They won 56% and just- of the time. Just like Kurt Price said to Greg Wyshynski on uh, on Twitter once, watch the games, <laughs> Jesus, because I watched that game, and I will tell you the Blues did not deserve to win no, that game. No, we have we have a deserved win meter for each of the games we're going to talk about. <laughs> it's it's like it's almost like it's throwing darts at a dartboard blindfolded. It's like again, I'm, I'm, I I love I love this stuff. I love I it. Too. I look at it after every game, and I always enjoy what it says. And half the time I agree with it. Well, probably more than half the time I agree with it. Sometimes it's just flat out wrong, and this is one of those times. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 
I think <clears throat> this uh, this is not one of these times. The five to two loss versus Tampa Bay. <laughs> yeah, they, des- they deserve to win a meter in this game. Uh, had uh, Tampa Bay heavily favored, sixty four point five percent to thirty four point six with a thousand simulations. Uh, the Blues only win this game thirty five point six percent of the time, which is probably about right, I guess. Uh, Blues out three goals in the first eight minutes of the game. Came back with goals from Bushnevich and Cairo uh, to make it uh, interesting for a little bit. Then uh, for maybe a minute, right? Uh, Hagel scored a backbreaker in the second period, 18 seconds after Kyrou scored to get the Blues within one. That goal sucked. That goal was just, I mean, yeah, it, 18 seconds after Kyrou scores, and you make a three-two, and then you'll make it four-two. It's like, so. Well, and and tell me this, if this doesn't sound familiar, Blues have a rough start to the game. Without that rough start, I think there's a good chance the Blues. Even though they probably still, at the end of the day, don't deserve to win, I think they can still pull that game out. But that three-goal cushion they give Tampa to start the game, that ultimately, that's what killed them. And then, like you said, yeah, that Hagel goal, that was a backbreaker. Because yeah. you get the momentum, oh, my God, we're within one against Tampa Bay Lightning in Tampa. First game of a back-to-back, if we can pull out this win, who the fuck cares what we do in Florida tomorrow night? Right. And then that happens. Oh, just sucks. Yep. And then uh, Berube pulls Bennington with four minutes to go with a faceoff in the Tampa Bay zone. Twelve seconds later, uh, it's five to two Tampa Bay. <laughs> I think you and I agreed with this, Jeff, on about uh, pulling the goalie. Wait a minute, you're telling me that Craig Berube pulled the goalie at an inopportune time? Yeah. Is that uh, what you're telling me? Yeah. I was... am shocked. Yeah. <laughs> I'll talk more in disgust about this in the Dallas game. We Four minutes to go. Unless you want to talk about it now. Four minutes. Are you down yeah, by – I mean, I, I get you're down by two. I get wanting to make something happen. We had a face-off, right, in their zone. So, I mean – but four minutes? I mean – Well, and to me, again, if you're – I don't like pulling the goalie that early. But analytics will tell you that that is the, uh, the right thing well, to do. Mm-hmm. But it is. But my problem with it is win the faceoff, get possession, then pull the goalie. Have the goalie wait at the blue line. And the That's... minute that you win that faceoff, send Bennington, send a guy out. You got a six yeah, on five. Because because an extra attacker is not going to help you win the faceoff necessarily. Right. Right. Um, the the way they've been doing it, you know, just hasn't worked, right? We We get the puck. We dump it or turn it over um, close to the opposition blue line, and it just comes back right the other way. Just yep. Berube, like, I don't trust him to do it. You know, at, advanced stats tell you pull the goalie as soon as you can. If, if the game's lopsided, what do you have to lose? Go ahead and start pulling him with eight minutes to go. Um, as the goalie, never, no, no. never, never pull me. Never. I. Well, and and I and it's funny you say that, Bill. I know you both have played roller hockey. Actually, I've read that apparently analytics in all like semi-professional roller hockey, yes, that does exist. Apparently, all the analytics say never pull the goalie. Think about it; you don't have icing, so it's mm. just it's so funny to read that kind of stuff. Because in ice hockey, they say, "Oh, pull them with five, six minutes left if you have to." Roller hockey, they say, "Don't pull your goalie ever; just let it go four on four. You know, well, and, and roller hockey is a more a higher scoring too, typically than it is. But I'm just saying, it's yeah. it's it's so interesting to read that kind of stuff because I, you know, a lot of it's gut to me, and I know that maybe I'm old school, but 
my gut at this point in this game, do not pull your goalie there. Well, that just is not the right time. I can't imagine a scenario. I understand the analytics say to pulling the goalie earlier is better, but it's not, you know, I mean, there is a line that you can draw. It's, there is a line that says it's too early, but I can't imagine a scenario in which my team is down by two and I pull the goalie with four minutes to go. Not with four minutes. I just, I, I, I won't do it. Um, I mean, three, yes. Three and a quarter, yes. But four minutes is just – that's too much. And like you like you said, Jeff, I, I think if you want to pull him that soon, you win the face-off game possession and then make the quick change. I, th- I think that's the smarter way to do it if you want to pull him early. Um, and it just it didn't – but both times we're going to talk about pulling the goalie, um, there were issues with it, but – uh, so this this was not a, a good game for St. Louis. Uh, deserved a winning meter was right on, as far as I'm concerned. If you look at the scoring chances, the Tampa out chance the Blues heavily in the slot area and around the goal mouth. Uh, this this was not a a lot of the same issues we saw in the eight game losing streak we saw in this game. Yep. To me, there was a lot of defensive lapses, a lot of missed coverage, um, and just honestly. Lack of offensive possession by the Blues, which I know you're playing Tampa. I'm not saying that you should dominate all 31 teams, but that is the Blues' game. When they dominate possession, they can win games, and they just simply did not have it in this game. They had a 5-4 to four win at Florida, which was not the score I expected after the first two periods of this game because uh, I want to say, Jeff, that you – we're doing something else, and you saw the final score, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, real quick. What, yeah. So that night, we had already made plans. My wife and I, you have to buy them in advance. We we had never gone and seen the brewery lights out at uh, Budweiser Brewery, so Anheuser-Busch Brewery. And so we decided to go out there, and I said, you know what? Good chance the Blues get shit kicked here. Let's just, you know, I'm not even going to watch. I'm not going to pay attention. We went to Hodax before. I don't know if you guys ever been there. Great place. Fried great chicken. chicken. Some of the best chicken in St. Louis you'll ever eat. Um, so Passes we went there, the and uh, and they had the football game on the TV, and Jessica was like, let's ask the server if we'll turn on the Blues game. And I looked, and it's 3 nothing, uh in the first period. And I'm like, no need. Nope. <laughs> I'm good. I was like, I don't – honestly, I don't want to be pissed off tonight. Let's just forget about the Blues tonight. And so we, we ate. We went. We did the brewery lights. Last time I looked, it was 3-1. And so I was like, I'm sorry, it was 4-1. And so I was like, I'm not going to even look. I'm not going to even look till we get home. And so we're driving home. It's like 9.30-ish. I'm driving home, and there's a billboard that they always have, like the Blues or the Cardinals score right at 255 and 55. And so we're passing that. I didn't even look up at it. Jessica looks up and goes, oh, my God, they won. And I go, what? And she goes, look. And she pointed, 5-4 Blues. I'm like, that's got to be wrong, right? There's no way that's correct. <laughs> yeah, I think I told you don't watch the first two periods because they were terrible. Um, yeah. It was more of the same uh, from Tampa Bay. Uh, this game started out the same way. Uh, Florida scored three goals in the first eight-plus minutes, almost identical to what Tampa Bay did to us in the game before. Um, and then we scored a goal after that to make it 3-1. to one. It was the same pattern. Um. But uh, I don't know. I, the, Lundell scored the only goal in the second period when it was three to one. He uh, he gave Florida a four to one lead heading into the third, 
And then the Blues came to life in the third, scoring three goals in eight minutes on goals from O'Reilly, Cairo, and Tarasenko, and almost scoring a fourth with O'Reilly on the, on the doorstep with a loose puck, sitting there with an open net to take the lead in the, in the final, what, minute or something? Uh, but Florida at 40, I believe, but I, yeah, I could and be wrong. Florida had bodies, uh, there and tied everything up and, and while they couldn't get a stick on it, it was, but it was behind him. It was, the puck was there laying like a foot or two from the goal line. And it's just, Oh, I, I, I was sitting there with my daughter. I'm like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, obviously or it Amy, doesn't sorry, matter at the, end the, at the end of the day, the, uh, the, the blues pulled out two points against an Eastern conference team. But at the same time, even though the Florida's an Eastern team, it doesn't matter for the playoff picture for the Blues. How nice would that have been to not even let them get a point in a game yeah. they had a 4-1 lead? No kidding. In. Oh, yeah. Totally, totally would have demoralized them. Yeah. Yeah, I I kind of had – well, I didn't watch the game at, at least Saturday night. I didn't. I was working in the garage, so I had it on the radio – streaming it. And um, I was too lazy to turn it over. The NHL.com just picked the Florida feed. Though I guess that was the default feed. Uh, so I was listening to the Florida feed of fun. the game. I'm like, yeah, okay, that's not too bad. So listen to it. And, you know, it's, by the time I, I got to a stopping point with that, it was you know, th- three to one, I think. And so um, I went cleaned up was going over to some friend's house to bring some of that bourbon county that i bought yeah. and share with some friends and so go. i got in the car and i'm like i got in the car and the blues had just tied it I'm like oh it's about a 15 <laughs> minute drive so i listened to to kerber and vitaly call the winner um and on the way over to to my friend's house i'm like that's that's just amazing um <laughs> Yeah, so soccer, you know, is on a well. Premier League's on a hiatus. That's usually what I do with my Sunday mornings. This Sunday morning, I I sat and I watched the second, well, the third period of the game. I I, I, I really did fast forward through most of the first. Honestly, the probably probably because I do this podcast, and I'm not I'm not uh, shaming you for this, Bill. I decided just to watch the whole game because I'm like, yeah. you know what, I want to see where the lapses were too. And and so yeah, they they look like a completely different team in that third period. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the first two periods I watched and I'm like, I would have been sitting here MFing this team, fire Baruby, fire O'Reilly into the sun, not really meaning it. Calm bench down everybody. Pareko. But bench, bench Pareko, bench everyone, <laughs> like literally just have Bennington out there for the third period. Like I was I would have been irate. I know I would have. And I wasn't even a little irate. After the fourth goal, I'm like, come on, guys. What the fuck are you doing? Play your game. Even though I knew the outcome. So it was it was interesting watching that on replay. But but yeah, I mean this that, game that team, they they came out in the third period and holy shit, they were a different team. This game is like a microcosm of the blue season so far. You know, they yeah. they just two different teams uh in this game. Um it's crazy. And uh you you people and this game was also uh, had the responses and the comments online about how the comments have gone through the season. You know, people bailing, jumping ship on this team after two periods. You know, there are people saying, are you ready to admit this team's not any good yet? And they come back and win this game. Win the game. It's like, yeah. it's like I understand they played a really shitty first two periods. But that, but, but, 
this is why this is sports. The this is how this is what sports can do. Sports are a goofy, crazy. You don't give up on a team too soon. Now you can give up on a team. I'm not saying you can't, but there's too soon to give up on teams. And I this the way the way that this team has gone back and forth and back and forth this season, and even within the same game, like they did against Florida. Um, I, 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 I'm, it's going to be a while before I uh, abandon ship on this team uh, at, at some point in the season. It's going to be a while because. But but what what concerns me, and I want to ask you, Kurt, if if you agree, the concerning thing for me is the. Oh man, I'm gonna I might be making this word up. The bipolarization, bipolarization of of this team, like the fact that it is like night and day between games sometimes even between periods and and it gets into the the title of this episode right like right. what is the blues identity like does does that that concerns you right like that's got to concern everybody oh, a little ab- bit absolutely i was i was uh talking about their lack of identity weeks ago you know i, I didn't know this team has not defined what they who they are yet you know what what is a good game for this team what are they doing well and have they done that well on a consistent basis to be labeled as that kind of a team? They haven't. So I, I, it's it's a, it's a very interesting thing. And the, and Emily Kaplan and Bruby talk about that in the uh, interview that we're going to talk about in a little while about that very thing about having the identity, which is funny because I I titled the episode that before I saw Emily Kaplan's article, <laughs> which like tied in nicely. We need. You know what would have been awesome is if we would have got. I don't know if she's doing a game tonight, but if we would have gotten Emily Kaplan on to talk about that article, that'd have been, that'd have been great. That'd have been great. Way to go, Jeff. What are yeah. you thinking? You're the you're the you're the go getter for that kind of thing. It's on you, Jeff. I know. Damn Do you it. think you right. pull that one off? She's she's I, she's the worldwide leader. <laughs> I actually think I could. It's just a matter of what you have to give using... up to do it. <laughs> What's it gonna Not cost you? Not quite. What's it gonna cost you? Send her a friend of the show what shirt. If she, what, what What if she said, uh, "I will come on," but you have to send? She's like, "I got a rare item. I want. I want a Waves Gordon Bombay jersey." Like, okay, deal. <laughs> nice. <laughs> no, I uh, no. It's just a matter of having the time, like figuring out a time when she could do it. But right, I think we could probably get her on. Hmm. We should. We should. Uh, look She's into great. That. I. Yeah, I I know that she's caught flack over the years, and, and we'll talk about her in a little bit. But in her article, but I think she does a great job. I love what she does. I do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she she and Wyshynski were basically you know brought on at the same time um, when ESPN was revamping their hockey coverage a couple of years ago, and uh, her content is always I, like her and she doesn't she delves into the game. She goes to the game. She's in between benches at some of the games, right? She she gets into it, and and that's she's a thing. real journalist, right? She is like she and she does journalism the right not, way. And I hate right. to and, say and it, and then, I'm not it's, saying Wishes he's not a real journalist. He's just you I know, am. He's stuck to, you know the you know the blogger mentality that he's always had, right? The blogger persona. Mm-hmm. So, and and, and I think that's fine if it above. works for him. It's just he's become more of a troll than anything yeah. on social media. Really has. Whereas she is, she is an actual like full fledged journalist. She's a like, professional. The, she, she wants, yes, that's, that's a perfect word to describe the two. She's a professional. 
And I'm not saying it's not it's not bad to not be a professional. I think there are uh, uh, Pete Blackburn, not Pete Blackburn. Um, damn the the Maple Leafs guy, um, Dangle. Uh, oh, Steve, Steve Dangle. Dangle. Yeah, he's not a professional, but he's like he does it in a way that is so awesome, and it just makes you want to like. Go out and have a beer with the oh, guy. Oh, sure. Like, I love that. I would love to watch but, a game with Steve Dangle. A Leafs game. I'll watch yeah. Leafs games with him. That'd be great to see. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'd watch any hockey game yeah. with that guy. I'll just see, like just to see him on, like, how he reacts. I mean, I've right. done that. He has the, the YouTube stream. You can watch a game with Dangle when he watches in the playoffs, the Maple Leafs. That was fun. I did it a couple times. But there's mm-hmm. there's a way to do, and I guess the, maybe the, maybe another terminology for it is old media versus new media, right? Like, Emily Kaplan does it the old media way. And it's great. It's professional. It's beautiful. Her work is awesome. Wyshynski is new media, but to me, he does not even do that right. <laughs> so, yeah, it, yeah, we'll get to that later. <laughs> and um, the Meeker offers some advice on how to land the interview, and right. um, I, I appreciate that. Offer some jelly donuts, you hoser. <laughs> it's my last Always. one. <laughs> it's a jelly. It's a jelly. <laughs> Uh, the uh, deserved win meter uh, got this right. You know they had Florida up fifty-five to forty-six. Um, I think that's fair. Um, I mean that's pretty close to fifty percent for a deserved win meter. This yeah. game was a flop. It could yeah. have been either way. Uh, based on how the Blues played in the third, which was you know, and part of that you probably contribute to Florida sitting back on the lead a little bit uh, yep. and letting the Blues come at them. But then when the Blues did come at them, they didn't have an answer. So, blues were all over them. They couldn't stop them, and that's that's part of the danger. With you know, they were playing a good game, and they changed. So, uh, Winnie Unlimited says, "Let's get Steve Dangle to replace Jack Edwards." You can imagine Steve Dangle being hired as the Bruins announcer. <laughs> He'd be a good color guy, play by play. I think it would suck. Yeah, color guy, yeah. he might he might have some good good comments, like a secondary color guy, like the guy on the ice. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> uh the uh 4-1 to loss uh, the next game was a 4-1 to loss versus Dallas uh Dallas came into this game on top of the Central Division no Robert Thomas in this game which uh which hurt uh, especially on the faceoff dot when we were only 36% on the faceoffs in this game uh I think to me the 4-1 to final score wasn't really indicative of how the game went I thought the I and you feel free to disagree with me if you like but I I thought this was a good game. I, uh, pretty, I enjoyed this game. Pretty clean game, pretty even game, mostly. Um, no, you know, one power play for each team. No one scored a power play goal. Dallas I, came for, in one of the. I think Dallas came in the most penalized team yeah. in the NHL, right? Yep. And yep. the Blues are one of the least, and it pretty much somehow that evened it out, right? Yeah. Where there was only one <laughs> right. power play per team. Right. It was fun to watch. It was exciting. It was back and forth when it had to be. It was conservative when it had to be i i agree with you kurt this was a this was a really fun game to watch i again i'm mad at the at the final result because it's a 4-1 loss not a 2-1 loss right because of some stupidity but at the end of the day this was an exciting game and i was happy the blues played the stars so well throughout the game yeah um you know for for a game involving jamie ben it was pretty clean (laughs) that's kind of hard to do no extra curricular Um, curricular stuff yeah yeah no high sticks through the mesh in the net no cup checks like that yeah Yeah. 
Yeah. Nobody yeah. went down too much. Yeah. Never. Never. <laughs> Never. Or as often. Not not ever. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, it 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 totally didn't feel like a four to one game. Mm-mm. Right. And and it again, right, we, we talked about it before. The polling the goalie, right? Can't get that right. Right. It was bad. It, it I just, thought we didn't we didn't have control, tried to dump it in and Miro Heiskin and just grabbed it and deposited it. Well, it wasn't it's a good still... it wasn't a good dump either. It wasn't deep enough. It was no, a bad. No. It was a bad dump. It was, it was a, it, so the, Yes, two things to that. So first, um, I called up Ruby on Twitter because I feel like, dude, the dump and pull the goalie. I hate that as much as the face off and pull the goalie. Maybe even more. Well, you don't have possession. You don't have possession yet. You're not. So. You don't have yeah. possession. Yeah. And and listen, when your goalie's pulled, and and, and maybe this and I, the NHL is a tough, tough league to just break in from the blue line. But like to me. You, Dumping in with a pulled goalie or as you're pulling the goalie is a last resort. You need to find a way to carry that puck in and make sure you have control. And, I mean, so so first of all, they dump the puck in. Bennington skates off to the bench. And then Heisken, it's a bad dump in, goes right to the Stars' defense. I mean, pretty much on the tape. Mm-hmm. And it's just overall, yes, Barbashev, bad dump in. But at the same time. Why the fuck are you pulling your goalie there, Baruby? Come on, man. At least wait for it to get deep and then pull him. Yeah, it, it wasn't like to dump him on the to pull him on the dump in. Come on. If it were if it were a minute to go, a minute and a half, you know, and you you've got to get him off because you really need that extra guy to pressure, and you got to hope that the dump is good and you get possession. I you gamble. I get that because you're running out of time. But there was two and a half. There was what? just under three minutes to go um, when they did that. So it's like, ah, that was, you had plenty of time to make sure the dump was good and you got possession. That's, I mean, you you weren't like under the gun with a minute and 20 seconds to go. Something a minute and a half or two minutes even. Agree. So agree. You, you you get a, (laughs) you get a clean dump. God damn it. I'm a child. Um, You get, you get a clean, you get a perfect double tapered dump. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, thank you george brett thank hey you. you got the reference you get you get a clean one in there and and then you like you send in your three four checkers you make sure it that's when you pull them and, and to me again and and, and again it, this is more on barbershev i feel like barbershev was red line dump red line dump and it was just at the very least try to skate in if you don't Curl it back, bring it back to your D, try to set up a play in the neutral zone. If it's not there, then you dump it in. And then once it's deep, at the very least, that's when you pull your goalie. But to me, like we've said all along this episode, get possession. Possess it in the offensive zone, then you tell Bennington to come. I agree. Yeah. A, uh, a, a, f- a friend of mine who's a Stars fan is watching the show, and he texted me and said exactly that maybe think about controlling neutralize before you do it right yeah and that's true it's totally apparent that ruby and barbashev were not on the same page right barbashev i think based on where he tried to put that puck didn't think bennington was coming off at that point yeah but but i Actually, also think a very good point that's a very good point i haven't thought about that maybe yeah. maybe Bar- barbashev did not realize that's when he was going to get pulled which yeah. 
That and, should be a team strategy that they all know when the goalie's coming. Well, right. Yeah, yeah. Well, in in the players' defense, they don't know unless you call a timeout beforehand. You know, I mean, you're, you're not going to know when the when the coach pulls. Hell, uh, announcers don't know that. Well, maybe we'll pull him soon. I don't know. Um, I uh, yeah. I I uh, it, it would have been nice to have uh, uh, to been on the same page, but I'm not sure that that's uh, uh, something that Barbashev could have known. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, didn't they just take the um, take the timeout though after the Robertson goal? Did they? I I thought they had. Okay, maybe they but did. I don't I don't know. And, but but I think that's the other thing that we need to talk about here, right? Is the Robertson goal, right? We we talked a little bit about this before the show, and we're all in agreement here. Yeah, worst goal being things given up all season, especially yes. if you factor in the time of the goal right. and, and the situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Well. One caveat, which I want to talk about Bennington on this goal, because, because Bill, I know you have some precise thoughts. Terrible shot by McCol- Mikola, right? I mean, mm. it, it bounces back to him at the point. Clearly, there is only shin guards in front of you. Get that puck deep. Get it behind the net. Make your forwards go get it, or even carry it back there by yourself. Putting it back on net and then look. I mean, he had to have looked up and seen. There was two guys ready to block that shot. One of them being Robertson, one of the best goal scorers in the NHL. And he puts it right into his shin guards. And Robertson just races down the ice with the puck. I mean, it's we, we had kept in check. by Mikola. We had kept in check the entire game. He didn't have a shot before he scored. Yep. He didn't have a shot the entire game. He was kept in check. Did a great job on him all game. And then there's that play, goes the other way, shot score. And that was a killer, killer goal. I'm actually – and again, we'll want to talk about Bennington – I'm on, and, and I'm not making my coach ponder bench claim, but I do think it's time for for Mikola to maybe sit a game just because I don't think he's been as effective. Uh, he's been pretty weak defensively. Offensively, his head's not there. Uh, we got plenty of guys rolling seven defense. I think give him a game off. Let him kind of, I don't know, get his head right, bring him back in, see what he can do. Because I just think he had a rough, rough game against mm-hmm. Dallas and thought with, he looked rough in Florida, too. With that said, with this goal, and we, Bennington was off, gave him way too much blocker side, right, to, to shoot at. Um, Falk got back. I mean, he didn't. He wasn't in alone. I mean, he, he had a break on right wing, but he let it go from the faceoff dot. Right. So that, that, that's and, as far as he could get in. He couldn't get any closer because Falk – Falk got back and cut the angle down and got to him right when he shot. And so, and the shot just beats Bennington, which he probably should have had that one uh, easily. And again, credit to Robertson and, and Winnington Limited says it here. Bennington, he thinks Bennington uh, didn't give up the goal as much as Robertson earned it. I'll give you that to a certain extent. Robertson, that was a perfectly played shot. He showed his speed. He showed his tenacity to get to that puck. But I, I do think, especially like you said, I think it was you, Kurt, the time of the goal, well, he's got to come up with that save. Well, if you look at the replay, I went back and looked at it, um, he's he's given him way too much blocker to shoot at. He's off, he he's, 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 he's off his angle. He's not yeah. he's not, he's not square. Um, he had way too much blocker side to shoot at. And Robertson, to his credit, it's a good shot. He hit the spot that was open. So right. yep, it was a good shot. And, I'm not going to take anything from Robertson. He's a great player. Great shot, but still, Bennington, he's got to be better there. 
Yeah, no, I I think you know as as a goalie, right? I'm I'm calling Bennington out on this. You're absolutely right off his angle. Um, I think it is it is you know a reaction to Robertson's speed. I mean, the guy covers so much ground so quickly, um, and you know it, it's it kind of worrisome to me um, that a pattern's developing on Bennington and that's, you know, the shots have all been pretty damn perfect, but go back to the Colorado game and two goals placed just inside the post on the blocker side. Right. And that's exactly what Robertson did. He had a book, he took a shot at that spot and he hit it. Right. And I'm, and I am not faulting Bennington for, for the loss or for the loss in Colorado, but maybe that's part of his game. He needs to work on and clean up. Well, let's look at the the weaknesses that you think Benton has. Okay, there's there's that as a possibility. I've always thought he's been slow post to post, um, like uh, on guys that that come wrap around, go behind the goal by their side. I thought he's always been slow getting across every time. Um, and and we've had and he's had we that defense. Thomas Bryce. What's that? <laughs> and then we signed Tom Rice, well, who makes Bennington look like Usain Bolt going post to post. Often defensemen are bailing him out. You know they're coming to cover the other, the far post. So that's that's. I mean, if you ask me, what didn't we just see that with Rosen like two games ago? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, but and that's that's always been my knock on Bennington, even when even when uh, in nineteen when he was on a tear. Um, I thought his weakness was post to post, and it was that case in the playoffs when Ben had that wraparound. He wasn't, he didn't go over fast enough, and that puck damn near went in. Um, so that, that's that was, and that's if you, that's my, that's what I think of initially when I think of a weakness that Bennington has is, is his post to post play, going, you know, crashing against one post and having to get back across the other one, um, especially on wraparound plays. Seems slow. Yeah, I mean, he's he is slow post to post, but he seals down low, right? And that right. that and, that I think is is a difference between between him and Grice. Grice is slower and takes him longer to seal everything off at the bottom. And and I'm not knocking. I'm not trying to knock Bennington on this. I'm just. Every goalie has the weakness, you know. They're they're not this not a, they have something that's not their strength. That's and I think that's maybe one of Bennington's. Um, that's all. I'm not trying to knock him or blame him for too much here, but that's just my analysis. Um, I, I did want to talk about the uh, where was it the um, Delandria score his goal. It was, it was to make it two nothing that. Tic tac crisscross right. passing play. Five uh, passes in oh the goal. Oh my god! And that means a bang, 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 bang. Um, crisscrossing, tic tac toe passing. Um, I don't know how you defend against that. I, the, I mean, you're. They were. Per, it was a perfectly executed entry, multiple passes, crisscrossing, causing confusion, and a backdoor tap in on a perfect pass. All of them perfect. I was when yeah. I saw that I was like, "How do you even defend against that?" Because that was, that was brilliant. I was very impressed. Yeah, we <laughs> we goal. bitch about the the backdoor goals that the Blues have given up. That's one that I just kind of like. I just sat there and I just go, "Well, yeah, shit happens." I, like some, we've talked about it on the show a million times before. 
sometimes you just have to admit there's a great goal from the other team, sure. and that's one of them. Uh, Wyatt Johnston, that kid's got a future. He's right. a hell of a hockey player. He's got, He can move the puck as good as anyone. Yeah. Uh, I listened to 32 Thoughts, the podcast, today and uh, over the last couple of days, I guess. And um, they were saying that uh, he's not – He's not going to be made available to Team Canada at the World Juniors this year. He is he's hundred percent NHLer already. So I I never 19- understand why any NHL player is ever allowed to go to the World Juniors. Like if he's on your NHL roster, my answer as an NHL GM is no. Clearly, I think this kid belongs in the NHL why would I make why would I let him go play and possibly get injured in the juniors uh I I've never understood that it it happens every now and then but yeah I player team Jim Nill I'm saying no 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 kid you are staying here I understand why a GM would though is it's player team team player relations Uh, if if the kid's not getting a lot of ice time up here you know Mm -hmm. he's playing but he's not getting a lot of time maybe for example um Getting get, get him the experience of a high level tournament, you know, mm-hmm. um, and let him play. I, I and it's and he, I'm sure he'd love to play in it, right? Maybe not. I, as opposed to the NHL, I don't know where his preferences lie, right? But um, right now, but um, I can see where a GM might want to let him play to get him that experience, or you know, or to to satisfy. Maybe he's always wanted to play for his country, right? As the juniors, maybe it's a dream of his. I don't know. So I, I I I get what you said too, Jeff. I mean, I, absolutely, that's a that's a risk you take because the player can get hurt, and if you're playing him up here, he's a he's an asset to your team. So why would you want to give up an asset? I get both. I, I, I get mean, both sides. To me, it. I, I I mean, and I see what you're saying, but for me as a GM, I I would probably be the more hard ass GM to just be like. No, Man. you're on my club. You're players. not playing for anybody else. You're Co- playing for me. Ponder the GM and ponder the coach. Players would hate you. <laughs> you are not just a player's me, coach uh, or player's GM. Just just call me uh, Tortorella or uh, I don't know who's a, who's a GM that's not Keenan that people hate. Just because uh, you don't like him, you've kind of fit the mold there a little bit. Fuck that. No, I, yeah. I am a better GM than Keenan. Uh, I don't know. He did win a Although, he did you know win what? That's, I take that back. Mike Keenan as a GM actually did make some pretty good moves. Mike for the Keenan Blues, brought in your favorite is, player of all time. That is blasphemous to say, but he he did, did a lot for the Blues that we don't like to admit. Sure, yeah, but he Demetra? had too much power. Demetra, right? he had too he much did power. Have, he did him, have too much power. Him as a GM is one thing, but both coach and GM that yeah. was where we went wrong. I think I as a GM, he just made too many moves. Um, yeah, some of them were really good. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and, and because Newman, he was a coach, <laughs> because he was a coach, Mateau. he Greg made Gilbert. it too personal yeah. too. Basically, right, all the Rangers right, and, right, and right. Oilers. Yeah, he he was all a coach, so he got to know the players very very well, and so it was like, well, I love this guy or I hate this guy, and so I don't need to go talk to my GM about keeping or trading this guy. I can just do it. And well, so that was that was his thing. Without Keenan, we don't have Esatikin as a blue either. So there's that greatest interviews of all time. Yeah, or Gretzky. Gretzky probably wouldn't be here. Fuhrer, maybe not Fuhrer either. McKinnis, Pronger. No, McKinnis was before. McKinnis was before. Yeah. Uh, Pronger, Turjan, Dimitra. 
Mm-hmm. Lots of good Shane players. Shane Corson. Yeah. <laughs> Doug Crossman. But we lost <laughs> Joseph. We lost Shanahan. Peter Ned that we had like 14 times, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Peter Nedved. That's a name I haven't thought about in a while. Man, he was still playing uh, for the Olympics, right? He was playing for the Czech Republic like in 2018 or something. Yeah. He was like 44. Jeff Courtnall. Yep. Jeff Courtnall. He was awesome. I oh, love the Courtnall. I love Courtnall. And you know what? It's funny because uh, you say you love Courtnall. I did too. Uh, but he's one of those guys that if, if, if he didn't play for your team, you hated that man. He was a yeah, dick. I think I've told the story on, on this show before, but he scored – I actually assisted on a Pavel Dimitra uh, game-winning overtime goal against the Stars. I think it was 2000. And um, my sister hated him. Hated. She's like, <laughs> I hate the way he plays. He's such an asshole. And I'm like, yeah, that's why I fucking love him. And uh, he assisted on a goal, and they announced it in overtime. And I guess these two guys behind us, I've been hearing her bitch about Courtnall all game. And so she was, I mean, geez, 2000, she would have been maybe 16, 17. They both fucking dumped their beers on her and ran away like children. And oh, and it was like, yeah, you told me that story. come on. Like, I get that she's bitching about a blues player, but really you're going to dump your beers on like a 16-year-old girl? Sod. <laughs> and back to the game, I guess, uh, Sod's goal in this game. Oh, Oh, beautiful oh, goal. Beautiful. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That and was. that play was all Levo uh, up until the, right. the Saad scored. Levo uh, yeah. has the dump in, and then he has the uh, – he holds – he intercepts the pass from, up the boards from Wedgwood, right? And then he throws it uh, right on <laughs> right on Saad's tape. And Saad's a perfect tip position, you know, knowing to tie up his stick. And Wedgwood couldn't get back set in goal in time. Uh, he was in front of the net, but he wasn't set. And, boy, that was a perfect deflection. And Panger called yeah, a oh, Crosby-like goal. I'm like, that's just a good goal. <laughs> we'll call yeah, it a Crosby That's goal. a one-handed tip. Oh, that's that's impressive. With it being a Crosby-type goal. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't. I didn't get. I mean, I, Crosby does amazing things, but I'm like, no, come on. It's just, it's a it's a goal scorer's goal is what it is. It's a beauty goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a beauty fish. Yep. And while we're talking I, about beautiful plays from this game, I'd be remiss as the goalie if I didn't say that. Damn that save that Wedgwood made on Bushnevich in the first. Ooh. Oh yeah, Whoa. he made two. Man, he made oh, two big saves. But he was a hit a good glove he had a great one. Game. He had a great yeah. glove save he made. Holy shit! Yeah, I I I watched the first part of that. I think I was I was still over um, visiting with my mom, and we had the sound off. And I'm like, I thought I thought uh, Ottinger wore. 31, not 41. So I'm like, this Ottinger kid, he's real good. That's he just made. And then I got home and like, oh, shit. Ottinger's yep. sick. Yeah. Literally Man, sick. You uh, you mentioned Levo with that nice goal on the – or play on the sod goal. Man, I that is the thing about Barubi, and I get it, man. You had to make room for Tarasenko when you got Levo. back into the yeah, lineup. I know. Why do you bench Levo with the way that line has been clicking? I know that made yeah. no sense. Yeah, to we me. we had a long discussion about that on the show about what what the you know roster was going to look like when Tarasenko came back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I and get it. You, you had to sit somebody, right? You had no, to yeah. sit somebody, and Levo is the guy that that you look at and say, okay, that's the one guy that like is a fringe AHL NHLer. I get that, but 
come on, you get you, you understand the nuances of the game better. And I'm I'm not saying that I understand the game better than Baruby, but come on, Craig. Like the way that line's been playing, you cannot break that up. They've been one of the best blues lines the last ten games. Who would have thought too that Levo will be the straw that stirs that line's drink? The O'Reilly drink. I yeah, I right. that's that is if you'd have said that before the season started, you'd been laughed at. Yep. I mean, but he's actually, I mean, you're right. As long as it's going to last all season. I don't know, but you stick with it until it doesn't work anymore. I mean, that's, it's, it's a, it's a weird, sometimes pairings and combinations just work. There's no rhyme or reason behind it. Uh, Maroon worked in Edmonton, right? On the top line because of McDavid, but still it worked. So, yep. I mean, it is weird things work sometimes. Yeah, Levo is a fit for this team right now and a fit specifically on that line. So, to me, you do not change it. You you come right back out tomorrow night with a Levo-O'Reilly sod line. I, there's no question in my mind. The deserved win meter in this game had the Blues favor 54% of the time when this game was simulated 1,000 times using advanced stats. So... Um, and they lost the game four to one. <laughs> so, uh, and so okay. The, the this game, uh, the game against Florida, the game against Tampa. So these three games, I think you know, if you win one of the three, you can't be too disappointed, I guess. But the the, the Buffalo loss, tossing that one in there, kind of makes it worse because you've lost three to four now, right? If you'd beaten Buffalo, like you probably could have and should have. Then you're two and two in your last four, and it's not so bad. You played three really good teams. You're two and two. That's not that's yeah, you're okay. Um, but really, so you 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 lose against Tampa, not a good game. You beat Florida, you had a really good period, and you played a really good game against Dallas. So you know you one bad, one one half and half, and one good, right? So I mean, I, I, and I think people are kind of reverting. Like going back against the the back on the abandoned ship a little bit with this team because we lost three or four, but I we've won, and we can talk about this a little bit after the break. But uh, we've won eight of our last eleven still. So, um, yeah, but uh, to me, I, I'm more on the negative side. I'm not saying abandoned ship, but I'm saying be prepared for this to be a seller at the deadline because, um. Again, the lack of consistency with this team, the lack of an identity, as Doug Armstrong has even said in an interview we'll talk about in a little bit with Emily Kaplan, as we mentioned earlier. Um, that's concerning to me. And and I just think, again, I know, again, Tampa, Florida, two ridiculously tough games to play back-to-back and then come home and play Dallas in your first game back. That's tough, but... Man, I just feel like, especially with the way that game ended in Dallas against Dallas, just a a bad goal on Bennington that never should have happened because Mikola should not have let that puck get out of the zone, and then the bad empty net decision. Just there's minor nuances with this team that keep coming up. You know That's what, my issue with this team. You know what, though? Those two plays you mentioned didn't cost the team the game. It cost them a chance to tie. You know what I mean? They were already losing. Yes. So Yes. So there is that. But I'm saying mm. 
that's a game to me against Dallas. It's a statement game. It's the top in the Central. You've played pretty well with the exception of maybe the Buffalo and slightly the Tampa game. You got to have a big statement against Dallas, and then they just flopped in the last three minutes of the game. And to me, that speaks volumes to, I don't know, the coaching. I don't know. I, again, I'm a Ruby fan, not saying there's going to be any changes there, but something is not working right now, and that's that's my big issue. Uh, after the break, we're going to talk about uh, our PK, uh, the Blues being an up-and-down team, and the Emily Kaplan article. But right now, let's hear from strikewithmike.com. During the magical 2019 playoff run, I was in the midst of buying my current home. Every time I spoke with my realtor, obviously, home buying was the discussion. But in the back of my mind, I couldn't stop thinking about what was destined to happen for our St. Louis hockey team. If only there were a realtor who could have walked me through the process, held my hand when needed, but was there to be a sounding board when I wanted to complain about a certain hand pass goal. Let realtor Mike Burgoyne with Real Brokerage be that for you. He'll have your needs top of mind as he skates you through the home buying or selling process, dangling you past any obstacles, and assisting on all your home goals. Check out strikewithmike.com for more information or give him a call directly at 314-753-4060. That's Mike Burgoyne with Real Brokerage at strikewithmike.com and that number again is 314-753-4060. Don't forget to tell Mike that Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. <laughs> Bill's back. And Bill has returned. <laughs> uh, there was a question in the YouTube chat about uh, Levo's time on ice and how much playing time he got with Toronto. And uh, he, let's see, he averaged with Toronto his time on ice, averaged 10.45. 10 minutes, 45 seconds of ice time in his six years with Toronto, which is uh, almost two minutes less than when he gets here. On average, so, and uh, he got in Vancouver. He got fifteen and a half. So Vancouver, Vancouver, a bad Vancouver team. <laughs> uh, our, uh, our 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 penalty kill is bad. It's it's a, it's unprecedentedly bad for a Blues team. If the season were to end today, we'd have a w- franchise worst. PK percentage. Right now it's 69.4%, which is 29th overall in the NHL. Since October 26th, though, it's 62.5%, which is dead last, 32nd overall well, in the NHL. Didn't they open the season like the first? Yeah. First like so many games, they, games they, they, didn't, they did not allow a power play goal again. They didn't allow a shot. Uh, the first, like, five or six penalties against. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, yeah it, it was, was crazy. the... It was the Saturday Edmonton game when they gave up their first power play shot. Yeah. So it was game three. Okay. So the first. So the first... clearly it's Thomas Grice's fault because <laughs> he played the next game. Clearly. Um, yeah. I, the Blues need to fix one thing. I think if they were to like focus and address one aspect of this team, I think penalty kill. And I think it's penalty kill is maybe almost almost killing two birds with one stone because it's defense defensive mindset you know uh which is kind of a problem with this team so uh but isn't it isn't it hysterical to say that and one of the the highlights of the season was that five on three kill in the last minute against colorado yeah 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was when they were still, you know, playing well, I guess, or ish. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Craig McTavish, who runs the Blues penalty kill, needs to figure this shit out. Um, I mean, clearly he's not going anywhere. He was just hired unless there's, uh, I don't want to say it, something that like what happened with Jim Montgomery in Dallas, you know, something like that. He's not going anywhere. So, yeah, it's on him to figure this out. And it's not like it's a, hey, rookie coach, uh, we're putting you on the PK, so good luck. This is a veteran guy. So there's not going to be no Baruby saying, hey, I'm going to take this off you and put it on Van Ryn or Ott. No, it's going to stick with McTavish. It's on him to figure this out. Right. A veteran coach who played that role as a player. Right. He was known as a defensive forward. So that that would be ridiculous to to strip away from him. And, it, you know, I, I think... I, I think really the problem still stems from the D. Even even if it is McTavish running the PK, it's it, you know it comes down to the D. And Sheldon totally agrees with me on this point. <laughs> He's just like, oh, that PK is so bad. Are you yeah. near the ocean? <laughs> <laughs> yes, there are mating whales behind me. Yeah. Yeah, no, Fritz is chewing on Sheldon's ears right now. So. That dick. <laughs> he is. Sounds like, sounds like Dory try on uh, Finding Nemo. Talking whale. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, and I, right before the break, I kind of brought this up, but the Blues may be an up-and-down team this season. However, they are 8-3 and three in the last 11 games, and one point out of the last wild-card spot after being dead last a few weeks ago. And we are technically still in November. Next game is uh, tomorrow or Thursday on December 1st. Also, last Wednesday, the Blues were just two points off their pace through 19 games from last season when they finished with 109 points. So going on that seven-game win streak was essential um, to that happening. And uh, last season, they were 10-7-2 after 19 games. And uh, this season, they were 10-9-0 after 19 games. So... Something to chew on. Yeah, I mean, this team goes on another streak. Forget about it, right? You know, but I think that's that's where the naysayers will say, well, that's just not going to happen. Um, that seven-game streak, it was an anomaly. Now, I'm, I'm you, not 100% you, you on that. could say anyway. the same thing about the losing streak, though. I mean, why, 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 I mean, you know what I mean? No, I agree. But I'm just saying that's that's what – the naysayers will say because they're five hundred. So, I am, so I am you could somewhere you, in the middle. If you're gonna, you get you pick one: winning streak, losing streak. Which, which, which you right. picking? You know. Well, it, and it would have been beautiful if the Blues would have pulled out that win against Buffalo, right? Because then you would have had an eight-game losing streak followed by an eight-game winning right. streak. So right. literally, you are evening out what happened the prior eight games. But um, I don't know. I I look at this team and I just say, you know, they're in a wild card spot. Right now, and and what's the point out? What's but. what's the thing? Well, they okay. So what's the thing they always say every year, except for like 2019, which was the Blues were the exception. If you look at the um, the teams in the playoffs for both the Western and the Eastern Conference uh, on American Thanksgiving, those are the eight teams that make the playoffs. Not in that order, 
but it's typically those eight teams. That's that's just for whatever reason, that's how it's always panned out. So at that point, the Blues were in a playoff spot. So, I mean, I do think this team is a playoff team, and I still think they could come out of nowhere and still take second in the Central Division, as I predicted at the start of the year. But, man, I still, and I, I know I've harped on this now for two years, but it doesn't change anything. I do not like this defense. And the only thing you can do is change your defensive coach. And I, at this point, I said this about Mike Yo in 2019, you know you're going to make a coaching change. Just do it. You know, back when it was like every day was, is Mike Yo going to be fired today? That's kind of how I feel about Mike Van Ryan. I feel like it's every day at any point we could hear, oh, the Blues have relieved Mike Van Ryan of his coaching duties and have promoted such and so to defensive coach. I feel like that is going to happen any day now. And so so to me, I'm just sitting here saying, okay, Armstrong, you know you're going to do it, it. Yeah. So just do it now. It's kind of like when Yo was fired. It was like we we that was exactly what I just said. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, the writing was on the wall for like right what a month. Weeks. Yeah. At least. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah I remember and, a, a particularly bad loss to like the New Jersey Devils. I want to say where they lost like six to one to a bad Devils team, and mm-hmm. we all said the next night we were like, "So Yo's fired tomorrow, right? Like that's not even a question, right? And he wasn't." And, and it, it wasn't until he got shut out by Cal Peterson of the Los Angeles Kings. Cal Peterson. Formerly formerly of the, of the Los he Angeles was Kings now. Yesterday. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Did somebody claim him? No, but I'm saying he's probably going down yeah. to the AHL. Yeah. And yeah. Who whoever would have thought that, right? That that Cal Peterson was a guy and he he played very well against the Blues over his career. So not going to be sad if he's not around when we play them. You know, but, Peterson uh, actually played a really uh, – had had not played well against us in that game. Right. Who knows you when know, that – probably doesn't get fired. Well, not, right? not, at that, not at that time anyway, but maybe maybe things are different or things change. and So maybe maybe uh, Peterson should be uh, kind of on the – etched on the cup with the rest of the Blues names for uh, <laughs> triggering the whole shebang, right? Well, that's yeah. that's why Mike Yo should be on the cup for the Blues. <laughs> he died for the Blues. That's yes, it. he did. There was that's it funny. Just say, he, it it should say R.I.P. Mike Yo. I'll never forget during the parade, the Stanley Cup parade. There was a sign. Somebody had a big sign, and it said, uh, "Mike Yo died for this." And <laughs> and there's a picture of of Pang and Kelly pointing at it and laughing hysterically. <laughs> and uh that's it's one of those things you know where you know being in the hockey world and and with pang and kelly and i'm sure they you know run into go every now and then right uh <laughs> probably is not the picture they wanted to be out there laughing oh, the fact I, they got fired. Cause, i'm cause, sure that because yo got he finds it kind of funny now too maybe but i mean yo you heard the the interview and the, the article he was he took the firing kind of hard, and he he was in denial, like it wasn't his fault, you know, any of that stuff. Yeah. Remember that? He said the same thing about Minnesota after he was let go too. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, you you I were don't... you were, I, and when he was hired, I I remember texting Bill, 
when he was hired, I'm like, why, yo? What's so appealing about this guy? What's he ever done? Right. And, and such a weird fucking setup, right? To to be the, like, not the heir apparent, but the, the heir, like, in name to Ken Hitchcock, right? He just, you know, yeah, Armstrong weird. had this belief that yo just hadn't been, you know, hadn't been properly groomed enough. Right. You remember when he was yo was the guy in Pittsburgh, right? When when they won the the cup in two thousand eight, he was the back uh, the the assistant coach, right? And everybody's like, oh, this guy's this guy's got a future, right? And it it didn't work out for him in Minnesota, and we we jumped on that train real quick, and I don't like it. <laughs> didn't like it. Didn't work out. Right. But you know, I I I think the the timing of the Kaplan article, I think we're we're yep. about ready to talk about that, yep. right? the timing right it coincides exactly like with the time that yo was fired by the blues right so she's she's like dropping in hey you got fiber ruby or something right that that's kind of what it it felt like to me um but really great candid conversation right yeah. about about the team oh, yeah. and the lack of identity right and and the beauty too about it in Kurt, I know you got some introduction with this article, but the beauty of her being able to sit down and have this talk with Doug Armstrong is he's changed a lot over the years where he's allowed this kind of thing more often. You hear him every now and then on the broadcast after like the trade deadline and stuff. He is a very closed off individual. He is not one to sit down and have a full on interview. So I, I strongly suggest if you haven't read it uh, to read this interview that, that Kaplan did because this is not something we get from Doug Armstrong often. So be able to, to like hear from him and his honesty about 2019 and now is really interesting to read through. So the title of the article is um, why patience may be the best course of the up and down blues. And again, it's by Emily Kaplan. It's on ESPN.com. You can read it. Um, some quotes uh, in this article. Um, uh, Armstrong told ESPN over the weekend he said, uh, I've never been part of a group that's had such a diversity in play and results. Our peaks are high and our valleys are low, and we get to both quickly. I thought that was an excellent, in a nutshell, uh, description of this team. Our peaks are high and our valleys are low, and we get to both quick. And that's that's true. And it, from period to period, they can sway. Um, it's, that's nuts. Um, he also says, "I know what our identity has been. I know what our identity has been in the past, and I don't think this team has an identity yet. Uh, that's one of the struggles our coaches are having right now. You're a quarter into the season, and you still haven't found anything you can hang your head on and say, this is what a good team looks like. Again, spot on. And we talked about this weeks ago about this team not having identity. It was during the losing streak, uh, early on in the losing streak, where we didn't know what this team was. They weren't like." They hadn't done anything really well all season. <laughs> so it's like, what's our what's our thing? Um, Armstrong referring to the 2018-2019 season, he said a lot of the pundits thought we were a good, we were a solid team, a cup contending team, uh, but we weren't playing like it. We wanted to be careful not to f- throw the baby out with the bathwater. Good players have bad years. I learned that early in my career from Bob Ganey. If a player is going to have 12 or 16-year career, they're not all going to be memorable. You don't want to make a mistake out of frustration. And I think that's I think that that's a that's one of the quotes to take from the article. I think that's probably his mindset that uh, that fans should take from this is that uh 
he's it's a patience thing, you know, uh, not making well, we, a mistake, uh, a move too soon necessarily, like in 2019, 18, 19, when he did make a move. We all talk about how fans are mentioned bipolar earlier, how fans are bipolar, right? It's it's you have a good game and it's, oh, my God, this team's going to win the Stanley Cup. And then they have a bad game. It's trade everyone, fire the coach. This is terrible. Like, it's it really is. And maybe it's not that extreme, but it's, it's close. pretty it's goddamn close. close. It's to that. close. It's and close. luckily, fans are not dictating what happens with this team because if that were the case, this team would have already rebuilt five times in the past four years since they won the cup. So, you know, again, I I am more in the middle of I don't think this team is a contender, and so at this point see what you can do to change it. But at the same time, I am glad that we have somebody who's as, what's the word I'm looking for? Patient. Uh, I don't want to say patient. Yeah. Like the name of the article. That's perfect. (laughs) Um, Somebody who's as patient as Doug Armstrong, who's not going to react now, man, an eight game. and, And that was my point too. An eight game losing streak is not something you see really ever, except for like, a team who is really trying to tank for the top pick, but Bomb you know, for Bedard. Yeah. The fact that he was able to still sit back and say, they'll write the ship. Just well, give them time. It was That's so early. If it, a lot more patience than I don't know. I would ever have. Well, it, we'd only played nine. I mean, that losing a streak was with played 10 games, you know, it was that's, that's why if, if, if that losing streak had come in December, it's a different story. But they uh, were getting laughed out of the building every I, night. I know, but they hadn't even played 10 games uh, for most of that streak. So, I mean, there's yeah. still, I mean, it's still really, I mean, I get, I, it, and that's, it's a, it's, it's something that you have, you have plenty of time. I'm not saying they will, I'm not saying that they're, they're going to be world beaters or anything. I'm just saying that, that if, you know, games four or five, six, seven, when they're losing, you know, of the season, uh, there's, a lot of hockey left to right the ship and 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 change things, um, and I think that's where he's coming from. I think, and it's interesting too because uh, you know you heard people online in the first ten games of the season, right, when they're going through this this eight game losing streak, the people are saying, "Well, remember 2019? We can always change, turn it around," and that mindset bugs the shit out of me in general because that's not something you can just fall back on every time. But with that said. There, there. It wasn't a comparable situation to compare the the start of the Blues season to 2018-19 because the Blues were in they they hit rock bottom in the league uh, January sixth, whatever it was. Uh, they played 38 games and they had played 10. You know this season, so it's like 10 games early in the season, 38 games almost halfway through the season. It's completely different. It's a, it's a, it's, a, it's apples and oranges. So one team's playing like but shit for, after 10 games. One team's playing like shit after 38 games. For me, man, I, I still say you got to throw 2019 out the fucking window. Right. Well, I don't I, think no, you can that's ever what I'm saying. look at 2019 and say, that's what I'm saying. Oh, well, they did it in 2019 to they'll write the ship. Well, to me, right. to me, right. no way. Well, again, I don't think we'll ever see that type of run no. again. No, it's 2019 was lightning in a bottle, right? In 2019, right now, what what that means is, right, the 
So you're saying there's a chance guys got it right. one time and they're going to expect it forever, right? Just absolute no, not going to happen. That run will never happen again to no. me. I don't think we'll ever see it. Uh, I'm inclined to agree. But um, with that said, uh, I think the timing, again, I keep going back to this. It's the point in the season when when that happened and the point in the season when people are bringing it up after 10 games, you know, this season. It's like, it's, it's, it, that's what, make, to me, makes it completely different. If you're going to bring it up, which is weird, too, because, like you said, lightning in a bottle. I get it. I agree. But if you're going to bring it up at all, it can't be after 10 games because that's absurd right. to me. That's, that, it's, a, it's a different, completely different point of the season. It's not comparable. Suck harder for Bedard. <laughs> Matt Harris. His suck name harder. is Connor Bedard, but <laughs> suck apparently for Bedard. it's suck harder for Bedard. <laughs> Uh, it's something you'd see on South Park. Uh, Armstrong also said, we all have a different definition of what a retool, a rebuild, or re-whatever means. And th- this quote um, is is important. Um, but it really just means you're taking a step back, Armstrong said. To me, taking a step back to take two forward, I have a vision for how that would look. But taking eight steps back and trying to pick in, uh, trying to pick in the top five for the better part of five or six years, those things sound great in July, but they're not a lot of fun in January. And if you do that year in and year out, it takes a special market to be able to sustain the revenue and keep fans wanting to come out and see that team. Look at teams that have done it. Their attendance has dropped significantly. When they come back, they probably have great attendance again, but it's still a business at the end of the day, and we have to, we still have to put a product on the ice that can sell tickets. This is something that I've kind of said for years, long time, that, you know, um, I think a lot of, there's a group of fans that would be happy or fine, not happy, but fine with the Blues going through a massive rebuild at some point, you know, in the history of the past, um, suck for five, six, seven, eight years, and then to try and build the team that way. Um, and I've said it before, I don't think this market, as good a hockey town as this is, you know, I don't care how good a hockey market you are. If your team sucks for a long time, your attendance is, you're going to lose a lot of money. And unless you're in Toronto, unless you're in Toronto, but you make literally sh- Toronto is the only market. you Well, can do that yeah. In. And their TV deal just ha- yeah. they make so much money to do that, that they don't have to worry about it. But so I, I don't think people really take that into consideration when they talk about, you know, sell off everybody. They, the, the whole mindset behind the blues for a long time has been that they want to build. It's like not unlike the St. Louis Cardinals, to be honest, it's get a good team out there and uh, keep a good team out there and tweak it every now and then and try and get better. And maybe, um, you can find an opening where your team is good and you got a shot to make it even to, to make it an elite team and you take it. But you don't sell the future for that. You don't um although they do give away a lot of first round draft picks to make up for some mistakes in the past. But um huh. but with that said, you know, the the the, the franchise is fifty five years old. The worst run we've had ever in history was from uh the O five oh six season to ten eleven, where they missed the playoffs five of six seasons. Aside from that, right. they've only missed the playoffs in five and, seasons and total. Didn't win, didn't win a playoff game in that time, right. too. Because right. the only year they made it, they were swept. And they, right. they've only right. missed the playoffs five seasons in their history besides that, that 
stretch. Right. They they were always competitive yeah. in the old Chuck Norris division, mm-hmm. right? And in my lifetime, right, as a Blues fan, it wasn't until the year I became a season ticket holder, oh five oh six, yeah, that I've... they didn't make the playoffs. And yep. have I have, have I been a season ticket holder since? You have not. No, <laughs> no, right. I have not. Yeah, right. My uh, my that was the uh the, the year after that. Uh, Krabby Goalie and I had some season tickets that we bought, and uh, it was a rough hockey to watch, but uh, it was fun. It was yeah, fun. A lot I, of beer. <laughs> yeah, I was so hockey starved after the lockout and you know the 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 lost season. Um, yeah, I I got uh, I split seasons with uh, some guys I worked with, and goddamn if that wasn't the worst season ever. So it was harder. Still haven't recovered psychologically from it, even <laughs> with a cup. But yeah, it was a good article, uh, Emily Kaplan. If you haven't uh, uh, read it, check it out. Um, lots, oh, again, the, lots and good that's quotes. The, the the best types of articles include like good insight from other, whether it's GMs, coaches, uh, players, uh, people around the team, and this this is one of those. This is one that. It has the insight, and it also has just good information from Kaplan that actually wrote it. Um, just a, a very good read. Recommend it. It's only about a seven- or eight-minute read tops. Uh, I don't know how to read, so it took me a little while to took take you out 21 words. minutes. Do you know what yeah. this article does not have? Not a single advanced stat. <laughs> no. And I miss a day when that was how articles were written. Yeah. Actual knowledge and information yeah. from people in the know. You actually talk to people in the know, and you get quotes from them and get their analysis and their feedback yep. and their intake. Yeah. <laughs> yep. yep. It's crazy how that can actually make some good fucking journalism yeah. still. And you got and you got Armstrong to say a, a couple things. You know that was interesting. It's not. I mean, it's things he's kind of said before. Um, with the rebuild restructure, but uh, I haven't heard him really talk about being honest about how he needs to put a competitive team on the ice um, for this market to, you know, he's not going to go through a major rebuild. That's what he's saying. He's not going to try and draft in the top five, four or five years in a row. That's not what he's going to do. And I'll tell you, with his ability to make good trades, I'm okay with that. I well, I'm, I would love to have a Connor Bedard. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, with not. his ability to make what? No, I was going to say that all the Bedard talk. We're not going to get Bedard. <laughs> no, we that's won't. not even close. We won't, right. be, a, even close. We won't be a lottery team. Yeah. People right. say that. And, and the, the year we were the lottery team and won the lottery team, Aaron who did Johnson. we draft? Aaron Johnson. Twenty twenty three draft. The Blues select first overall. Eric Johnson Jr. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. No, I. They are not going to be in the running for Bedard, no, nor will they be with whoever it is in twenty twenty four. But, I mean, honestly, like with this team, especially coming off a cup win within the last five years, um, I'm okay with that. I like having a competitive team and being able to like sit and watch a team that can win against anybody in the league. But what this Edmonton Chicago game? Great. It's oh, it's man. not it's not the the Kings cracking game from last oh night. Oh my but, god, man! 
Chicago dig please. Chicago was down four to one, and I looked down and look up. I my, couldn't have been more than a minute later. It's four three, and then yeah, Edmonton scores. They, now Chicago scores again, and there's there's yeah. only a minute. I will left. I will add when we talked about the Chicago Blues game a couple weeks ago, we talked about how there's like made up players from like non. NHL merchandise goal. Yeah. yeah. Mackenzie Entwistle for the Chicago Blackhawks. <laughs> what the fuck? Come on. That's not a real person. Uh, Kane this just is a made simulation a, we're watching. Kane just made a really nice backhand no look pass through the slot to uh, Max Domi. Yeah. For yep. Fucking what a goal, goal. by And Domi now it's a two on one with Edmonton. Right. And, oh. Uh, just yeah. missed a Dry backhand open side. Anyway. Uh. Um, yeah, so about time I, taking another break. Yeah, it is about time taking another break, and we're going to uh, we'll talk about uh, Torpchenko being sent down, and uh, who's on deck next for the Blues, which is uh, Carolina Hurricanes, and then some Jack Edwards talk, and then we'll close her down. But uh, first, a word from Center Ice Brewery. Do you like hockey? No, of course you do. Do you like beer? Of course you do. Are you twenty one? Let's hope so. If you answered yes to all of those questions, run on down to your local beer distributor and pick up a 2-4 of Old Arena Lager, the Beauty IPA, or any other delicious hockey-themed beer from Center Ice Brewery. That's right, Center Ice Brewery beer is available at various beer stores around town. So check around for the one closest to you. That's Center Ice Brewery. Let's go Blues. Man, Tiffany Haddish almost scored to make it 5-5 for the Blackhawks. Uh, that was Tyler Radish. <laughs> Tiffany Haddish, exactly. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. That was uh, – and he yeah, had the – oh, with, what, 15 seconds to go? 16, he had the yeah, the game title. Throws it right into the goalie's leg pad. Stuart Skinner. So got four Probably my favorite goalie name right now. <laughs> Uh, Austin uh, Lynch is just now joining us. He fell asleep after uh, <laughs> fell asleep earlier on in the show, and he woke back up. And this is why you have been demoted to listener, Austin. <laughs> listener, Austin. Yeah, you missed that part of the show, buddy. And Edmonton is killing the last uh, seconds in the yeah. corner, and the game's over. Well, yep. Oof. There. <clears throat> did you guys catch the McDavid goal? Um, I think it was the uh, fourth Edmonton goal. Uh. Uh-uh. So Jack Johnson is still in the league and he's playing for Chicago. <laughs> he actually scored a goal in this game or Whoa. Caused, he, he caused a goal for, for the Blackhawks. I think it went off somebody, but uh, man, you want to see, you know, when you, you hear somebody referred to as a, a pylon defenseman. Oh man, McDavid walked him hard. <laughs> Go back and watch it. It is hilarious. Uh, Torpchenko was assigned to Springfield for a conditioning stint uh, after I think it was eight straight scratches. It'd be great if they get him going. Uh, I kind of liked. I don't know. I, I he. Um, I'm not sure he really did a whole lot out there. I was. Uh, I, I like him, but uh, eight straight scratches. Um, it'd be nice if he could make an impact on the fourth line like we kind of expected him to. Um, don't know. I, coming back, like he did last not, year. Yeah. Yeah. Coming back from his shoulder ahead, injury, I was going to say maybe coming back so early from his injury, uh, you know, had something to yeah, do with any know. of this. Yeah, I don't know. That might be it, but, man, he has not been an impactful player for me this year. There's been little tiny glimpses where it's like, oh, okay, Tarchenko's going in on the four check, and 
laying his shoulder into a guy and he's, you know, causing a, a, you know, disruption there. But for the most part, I'm not seeing the player I saw last year. Um, hopefully this is, this will just help. Um, I think Nathan Walker, honestly, has been more serviceable uh-huh. than Torbachenko in the lineup. I thought Alexandrov has been great in the lineup when he was playing. Um, but right now, yeah, I'm just not seeing much out of our Torbachenko. And I, I think that's the the hidden message here from Baruby. Not, well, he's not playing. We need to get him some game time. I think it's literally, you're not playing because you're not playing at the standard we need you to. So go down to the AHL, get some games in, find that fire that you had when you came up here the first time. Well, I mean, but he still needs to play, though. He's only He hasn't played in, like, he's missed eight games Agreed. straight. So probably both are true. Um. Up next for the Blues, we got uh, Thursday night, December 1st, first game of December against the Carolina Hurricanes. Hurricanes are 12-6-5 and five and sit in third place in the Metropolitan Division. Uh, they've won two in a row, uh, a 3-2 win versus Calgary and a 3-2 overtime win versus Pittsburgh, but are only 4-2-4 four, four in their last 10. They're 7-3-4 on the road, uh, and their last three games have ended in a 3-2 score, which is interesting. Uh, so in the Blunatics uh, app, the Blunatex site of the Blues website, and you p- predict the score. Might want to pick three to two. Yeah, yeah, uh, right. <laughs> uh, Caroline has three forwards to keep an eye on: uh, Nekas, Aho, and Sveshnikov. Um, twenty-five points, twenty-five points, and twenty-four points, respectively. Uh, after that, the forward production drops off a bit. Um, Hurricanes goalie Fred. Yeah, Bill. I was going to say, I'm glad you feel the same way about Sebastian Aho as I do. Uh-huh. I said right. Aho. You I, said you Aho. said Aho, you said also said what Nakus? It's it's yeah, Martin Nikus. Nikus. Yeah. Whatever. And uh, Sebastian Aho. Yeah. Nikus. Yeah. Sebastian yeah. Aho. Right. My Sebastian bad. Aho. Nobody likes your Canadian. Nope. Did I say fan, Aho? I, I said Aho. Cocked you with that entry or with that. Uh, See, also, uh, you know, with the no, offer sheet. Kurt, nobody likes Aho. Somebody, right. when you when you write down notes and things, uh, you just kind of read it as it's written, and you don't think about it. And right, I don't right. know. Ron I said, Burgundy. I said Aho. Sorry. He uh, says whatever's on the prompter. <laughs> Aho, Sebastian. Aho. Fuck you, uh, San Diego. Uh, Steve Buchnevich. Steve Buchnevich, yeah. <laughs> that was weird. Uh, I just wrote that down, too. It's Steve Buchnevich. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Hurricanes goalie Frederick Anderson is on the IR. Antiranta uh, hasn't had a great season, but uh, their uh, third-string goalie, um, who's expected to play in the HL this season, uh, who's played seven games. Um, I'm, you want to pronounce his name? Let's see it. No, let's see it, Kurt. Come on, what do you got? P- <laughs> P- P- Potter? <laughs> it's Peter. Peter. Is that Peter? P-Y-O-T-R? It's yes. Yeah, it's Peter. Peter, it's okay. It's Peter. What the fuck is it? Okay. P- Kachetkov. 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 How do you say it? <laughs> I'm going to get Kurt a Peter Sidorkowitz jersey for Christmas. Coach, <laughs> Kochetkov. <laughs> yeah. He's played 10 I NHL believe, games. I don't know how to say I his name. It's, I believe it's Kojakov. Is Kojikov. that correct, Bill? I, I I think that's what I've heard. Okay. Yeah. In, Peter Kojakov. I should look up pronunciation before the show. He's played. This, this will be I, his, If he plays against us on Thursday, it'll be his 10th NHL game. Give me a fucking break. Yeah, I mean, for Carolina, don't they want to Aranta? 
Don't they want to want to? Okay, I'm glad you said that because that makes my mispronunciations not as bad. Okay, good. <laughs> glad I could help out. <laughs> you know what we should have done? We should have got uh, former St. Louis and uh, Hannah Ray Yates to give us. You know, she's got to be in town for this game, right? We should have got her on so she could give us a proper pronunciation of Peter Kochikov. Is she in? Uh, is she in Carolina? Yeah, that's where she went. I did not know that. I would have not guessed that was Peter. P Y O T R. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I get it now. Oh, but I would the never. Oh, is silent. Yeah, I would have never. I would have never guessed Peter. <laughs> what it is? What it is, Kurt? The O is silent, and the E is non-existent. Right. <laughs> yeah, and the Y sounds like an E. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, he's played well this season. Two point two seven GAA and a nine one seven save percentage. Um, and like I said on Thursday, if he plays, it'll be his tenth career NHL start. Uh, Robert Thomas likely to play. His injury was luckily not serious. Uh, Thomas awkwardly fell into the boards late in the Saturday's 5-4 to four win, uh, overtime win versus the Panthers. He did not take a shift in the final five minutes of regulation or overtime in that game. Thomas said about the play that led to his injury, uh, went to the boards, weird. It didn't seem too promising right away, but the last couple of days I felt better. I think I got pretty lucky, so I'm very fortunate for that. I'm hoping to be back on Thursday. And through 20 game, 21 games this season, Thomas leads the Blues in points, uh, 19 uh, points, uh, 15 assists. Uh, if Thomas had suffered a serious injury and been out a long time, uh, I think he gets slapped with the injury-prone label. Yes. Because, I mean, that would have been another season where he's had uh, a pretty significant injury. And and that's what I said when they signed him this summer was my only issue with this, because I even was very um, uh, against – well, not against um, – uh, Damn it! I'm drawing a blank on the four. I didn't. I did not know. <laughs> you were agnostic. I, I did. I did not like his play in the playoffs. I thought he disappeared, and so. But that wasn't even my issue with the signing. My issue with the signing was, dude cannot stay healthy, and you know, okay, sometimes guys disappear when you need them to, or when you need them to not disappear, and it happens. It for me, it was like. Dude needs to just stay healthy. And so, yeah, this would have happened, what, 21 games into the season, and he's out 20 games, 30 games. It's like, come on, dude. Mm -hmm. Like, at that point, you're asking Armstrong, why did you sign this to such a big deal if you knew he was injury prone? But, yeah, glad to see it's not a big deal. Hopefully we see uh, 81 games out of Thomas this year. I think the most he's played is seventy-two in a season, so it'd be nice to, nice to best that this season. Uh, rapid fire tidbits from the NHL. We got uh, Boston play-by-play man Jack Edwards, fat shames Maroon live on air <laughs> during the game. Um, wow! So if, if I'll it- say, man, we we do. I mean, as as somebody who's worked radio and obviously done podcasting now you, you get off on these little weird things and you say things and it's <clears> funny <throat> at the time but then you play it back and it's like holy shit yeah. what were you thinking <clears throat> and this was one of those moments i think if you if you haven't heard it uh here it is a strong shift there for the fourth line for tampa maroon he's a handful down in that offensive zone below the goal line listed it 238 pounds 
That was day one of training camp. I, I got a feeling he's had a few more pizzas between then and now. Yeah, that's before pregame. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> Fasting. <laughs> Inadvertent fasting for Pat Maroon is like four hours without a meal. <laughs> but hey, three cups in a row. Who can argue with his formula? There's a game going on. It, Nobody's <laughs> doing this. Fasting, by the way, that yeah. term. Yeah. What the fuck, man? <laughs> I and there's a game going on. I mean, he just goes off for a minute, just talking about. Have you ever listened to a Bruins broadcast? Every once in a while, yeah. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm yeah. pretty sure Jack Edwards has called about 12 minutes of Bruins hockey in his time as a Bruins broadcaster. Like that's that's all that guy does is goes off in stupid tangents and doesn't call the play. If he yeah. were my bro- my my play by play guy, I would be fucking furious half the game. Like, call the game, dude. Who has the puck? I can't tell. I think yeah, it's um, Sarah Valley. Did you see him? Yes, I, I saw several people call yes. him out. But Sarah Valley is like, dude, you're drunk. <laughs> yeah, you literally sound drunk. Get off the air. Yeah, what, terrible. Let's, let me pull it up here if I can, real quick, if I can find it. I don't know if I can find it real quick. Yeah, he basically went off on he went off on uh, Jack Edwards. Well, yeah. it wasn't just him. There was a couple people with, with the, I hate to say the blue check mark because that's kind of a joke right now on Twitter. But like a lot of verified people oh. who like cover the game Here. kind of went off on him. Here it is. Uh, Severali says uh, a blowhard broadcaster fat shaming a professional athlete and three time Stanley Cup champion Pat Maroon doesn't deserve that. No one does. Go home, Jack. You actually sound drunk. It's great. Yep. And I, I guess yeah, I, I think people heard this because Pete Blackburn shared this. I'm pretty sure that's where most people got it. Um, he's a he's a Bruins guy. Yeah, and he's well, he's just making fun of because he said uh, Pat Maroon fully minding his own business, <laughs> and then Jack Edwards does this. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. But I mean, I'm like, you know what, I, Edwards? It's just a he's a stupid. He's kind of a hateful person. It lets his Bruins bias. Yeah. Uh, run his mouth during games at times, and he can turn into an ignorant fan. Sound like an ignorant, sounds like an ignorant fan saying stupid things, and ends up being horribly unprofessional. And it happens a lot. He he gets called out every season for stuff like this. Yeah, I was trying to find it. Um, his his broadcast partner, um, Andy Brickley. Um, I hit a treasure trove of hockey cards from. Uh, from my youth and uh, from my youth and uh, I actually had an Andy Brickley card in here for this moment and I I can't find it Hmm. but anyway there it is (laughs) and hey he spells he doesn't spell Peter with a Y or an O in the greatest in the the best Vancouver Canucks jersey by the way yes I think the, no, I, the I, uh, so, um, I'll man, like I, I have very thick skin. Like I, I hear this and I think that he, Pat Maroon probably reacted the same way I did kind of laughed it off and was just like, oh, okay, guy that's, uh, sitting up in the three hundreds watching this game. Like, you know, 
I'm a I'm a professional athlete, and you're gonna fat shame me like. You know, I'm not gonna right. say what I'm did, thinking, but right. You know did what you I, see you know I want to say, though, right? Yeah, Mar- oh, yeah. How, yeah, he right? uh, he donated money to do a, a bullying charity. Yeah, anti yeah. anti bullying. Yeah, right. Charity. Yeah, not not for bullying. <laughs> anti bullying charity. Right. And he, he we love bullying down here in Tampa. And he Please and he he this. tagged Jack Edwards and uh, right. NHL and saying, you know, you should too. You know, and, uh, well, and he else? said he donated. He donated in Jack Edwards' That's right. name. In Jack Edwards' name, right? And he encouraged other people to do the same. I guess, right? And yeah. and several of his teammates, including Steven Samkos, followed suit. Yeah. Well, yep. two thousand dollars is like two bucks to them. So. Yeah, but I mean that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's I get the response. That's sure. the right response. I, I get, yeah, and that's a that's a perfect response because you can't, you know, he's not getting angry or or he's not getting uh you know no back and forth with that. It's just, oh, okay, well I'll just you know, you're well 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 I heard your childish stupid remark and and uh, we'll do something good with that and there you go. It makes Jack Edwards look like a complete dick. It really does. Without saying so, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. Pat Maroon, the genius. <laughs> oh, that's. I mean, again, I. I'm sure he. Pro- I don't know. I don't know about every athlete, but I know a lot of athletes have like, um, uh, PR managers that kind of handle this kind of thing, and maybe even the the the, the Tron, or, uh, Damn it, the Tampa Bay Lightning have somebody who stepped in for Pat Maroon with like, hey, let us handle this for you, you know, right. eat it out for you. I'm sure something like that might have been involved, but this doesn't matter it comes from pat maroon's account this was the exact response that was needed and this this is the the perfect example of take the high road pr maneuvering right sure take the high road when you're you know what you're responding to is nothing but you know a guy dragging himself through shit on the side of the road uh, yeah. Pat Maroon's tweet was in support of those struggling with mental health, bullying, and body image. I am making a two thousand dollar donation in the name of Real Jack Edwards at Real Jack Edwards uh, to at Tampa Bay Thrives, and I encourage at Tampa Bay Lightning and at NHL fans to join me. Donate here, and he gives a, a link: TampaBayLightning.com/slash/donate. So, and lots of Blues fans responded, you know, to to his tweet. And you know what's funny? Because uh, I'm not sure uh, Pete Blackburn's tweet. Um, he has a lot of you know uh, mass holes who follow him, right? And from Boston fans. Uh, and I'm not sure what bothered me more: what Jack Edwards actually said, or the sheer amount of people responding to Pete Blackburn's tweet defending Jack Edwards. And saying, "Wow, he's just a Homer fan. Every team has Homer. Uh, he's just a Homer broadcaster. Every team has Homer broadcasters." And I'm no, thinking, Jack no. Edwards is the worst Homer broadcaster yeah. of you know any professional sport that I've witnessed in the last 15 years. I heard. Some, oh yeah, some people said uh, uh, they're jealous. People are just jealous of the Bruins' success, so they want to hate on anything the Bruins. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you guys have won one Stanley Cup in the last 50 years. I don't think anybody's right. tripping over themselves to be jealous of of your success. Come on, right? And did the Bruins beat Pat Maroon and the Blues? I don't think so. No, no they no, did they not. not. I don't believe they did. No, Mm-mm. no. Yeah. No, I, I, the, at the least, Jack Edwards could have done to at least make St. Louis proud was to say, you know, he's had a lot of Emo's pizza 
in that right. time. <laughs> if he would have said that, I would have been like, all right, well, at least he's calling out emos. You know what's funny? That That's true. <laughs> that is so true that it would have made a <laughs> world of difference if he had just given emos a shout-out. <laughs> that would have been amazing. Then St. Louis fans, have been they'd have been beside themselves. Oh, am I for this or against this? I don't know now. Yeah, right. <laughs> what what do I do? I guess I donate to the Pat Maroon charity that he posted and send Jack Edwards a thank you tweet. Yeah, <laughs> like, and I'll go have and I'll go buy an Emo's pizza, get the uh, yeah, the small pizza, the small pizza and salad <laughs> special at lunch, which is really good by the way. If you like Emo's pizza, I know some of you don't. That's fine. It's it's an acquired taste, but I personally love it. Uh, the small pizza and the salad, I love it. Uh, I tell you acquired, what, acquired acquired taste means you had to work to get <laughs> to it. <laughs> Right, I will yeah, say, kind emos, of. If you have to work to get to something that's just awful, don't put the work in. Well, you know what? I think I've always liked it. I say acquired taste because I think if maybe those who hate it, if they have it every now and then, they might like it more. I don't know, maybe not. But I, I think I've always liked it. I don't, I don't remember ever hating it. So it's just a different, I, uh, it's a different kind I of will pizza. Say, man, I, I like emos better, but Cecil's does it by at least the one by me. Uh, does a lunch buffet where they just start. I mean, they literally just crank out pizzas That's all afternoon, and you can just sit there. I've I've literally <laughs> I've literally sat there for like an hour and a half on my laptop. Like, I'll just go get pizza whenever I'm ready. You know, sit there and work. Oh, more pizzas out. I'll go get some more. It's pretty nice. You know, I personally I actually love the fact that there's like a tons of different style pizzas, like. Lots of cities might have their own style, Detroit style, New York style, Chicago, you know, St. Louis, whatever. That's, I mean, who the hell wants the same fucking pizza everywhere you go? That's that's a nice variety. If you don't like emos, that's fine. Just don't eat it. But, I mean, it's it's a, it's a cool to have an option out there that, uh, you know, I want a pizza. Well, what kind do you want? You got half a dozen different kinds of pizzas within a 20-minute drive. You know, what do you want? I like that. I want pizza that tastes like snot. That's been wiped out a cracker. It doesn't taste like snot. Oh, don't you? It don't taste like you, snot. It looks like snot. Don't you dare <laughs> get off my podcast. It looks like snot. That's it. It's not on a cracker. That's it. That's it. Kurt, I'm I'm kicking Bill off. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you on the podcast, I literally just kicked Bill off. There he is. There he is. There he is. There he is. No, I my 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 family is deeply rooted in South St. Louis, and you know, there, there's a I think there's been an argument within our family that Alicia's with an E is better oh, than yeah. Emos, right? And it's it's the same stuff. I I will I will eat Emos when I'm hungry and there's nothing else there, and that's what the family's ordered. I just I can't get past Ravel. Like I, you, I I've never bought into the Ravel, and I also harbor resentment. Or it's kind of like Captain Crunch. Right? I don't eat Captain Crunch at this point in my life because I've lost too much of the roof of my mouth <laughs> to this product. It's the same thing with Emos, right? I've burned the roof of my mouth on Emos pizza. Uh, I'll give you that. Emos Emos will will burn the roof of your mouth off if you don't watch it. Right. The, it's like napalm. Well, you right? know, it sticks and just burns. The thing with Emo's Pizza for me is that it it doesn't it it's hard to get filled up on Emo's Pizza. Like there, you could eat the whole fucking large pizza all by yourself yeah. because it's so it's thin. It's the same. It's the same at Cybergs. Yeah, I love Cybergs Pizza too. They they make a real good St. Louis style. But like, I will literally order a sixteen inch, and I'll be like, oh, I'll take you know plenty of leftovers home. 
I'll sit there and eat the whole damn thing. And I'm just like, God damn it. I, <laughs> why did I order the 16-inch? Now I'm going to feel like shit in three hours. Uh, we were at Sunrise Brewery when they were still open um, with the with their – their brewery was still open uh, in uh, Midtown. And uh, I – I was with Amy and we decided to get a pizza. I got a pizza. I was hungry. I think she got something else, but uh, or maybe nothing at all. And she wasn't hungry. But either way, I got a pizza. I ate the whole damn thing. I was a medium pizza. I ate the whole thing, and uh, it was weird because I didn't get really full. And I had you know was having beer and pizza, and uh, yeah, I if you're at a party, actually, Emo is a pretty good party pizza because you put it out. It's in those small squares, right? And you can just take a little piece and go. It's a nice thing to sample on. It's almost like a, it's almost like an hors d'oeuvre pizza, right? And you get those small little squares for like a bunch of people instead of the big the big slice. Yeah, I uh, I agree. I I've actually had parties where people mm-hmm. have put out like two extra large Emos pizzas, yep. and it'll serve the whole party. Sure, and it's great. My so Bill, my wife's with you. She hates St. Louis style pizza. The only time that I get St. Louis style pizza is well for lunch sometimes uh because she's not here and like if she's out doing something one night i'll be like all right i'll talk to my son i'm like we're getting some emos tonight and that's the only time we can get it because she doesn't even like being around same as white castle (laughs) oh i love she (laughs) she will not let me eat white castle in the house it's like smoking to her like Mm -hmm. you know like back in back in our day if if our parents wanted to smoke they had to go outside well for me now that's white castle I, if I'm gonna eat White Castle, I have to sit out on the well, patio. The White I'm not Castle allowed to bring it in the house. That aroma does stick on you. Uh, yeah, it does. White Castle. Do you it like does. White Castle, Bill? Are you a White Castle person? Um, when I'm really drunk, right? <laughs> I, I, there's just something uniquely different about White Castle. Um, I just I every once in a while I'm just in the mood for White Castle. You know, like six sliders or something, and just go. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, no, I I think I've uh, you know it's one of those things that people will bring in for um, you know when you guys when you have food day at work, somebody will you know forget about it and then hit bring a take home a sack um, you know twenty sliders you know for for breakfast at the food day at work. I think that's probably the last time I had it, but I I do recall a uh, a pretty good time. Um, with your your brother, um, younger brother, second second younger brother, Greg. Greg, okay. In the drive-through at White Castle in Columbus, when we went there for oh, the World Cup of Hockey God. in two thousand and four. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was a fun trip. Oh, that was, that was a, a great, great trip. trip. USA Canada. But, mm. Yeah, ordering orders his food, gets out, <laughs> pukes, gets back in the van. It was great. I don't and I I proceeded to eat the White Castle. Well, you got to get rid well, of the taste in your mouth. In the yeah, he's, well, he's making room. He's got to make room, yeah. right, for the White yeah. Castle. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, when I left the Ponder Cup, um, I was so hungry, and I thought, you know what? And typically what I'll do is I'll wait till the next morning, and then I'll take the wife and son out, and we'll, like, go get, you know, first watch or something. And that way I can just fill up at breakfast in the morning and feel fine. I was driving home. I'm like, I am way too fucking hungry. If I go home, I'm just going to eat whatever's in the cupboard. I'll stop at White Castle. So I thought I'll get like six sliders. They had a deal on a cheesy 10 sack. So I, I bought 10 and I ate them all on the way home. And I was like, I feel great. I'm fine. Went to bed. All of a sudden I was like, 
I'm going to regret this in about 15 minutes. <laughs> I think six is the line for me. I, I, uh, I kind of, when the Blues played the Blackhawks back in the playoffs back in, was it 01? No, 2000? No, 01 or 2. No, 3 or 4. Whenever the it was. Brent Johnson series? The Brent Johnson series, yeah. 3 or 4. It wasn't 3, 4. Whatever it was. Uh, I, uh, I had White Castle before the game, one of the games. And Brent Johnson had an amazing game. And, okay, so next game, same thing, White Castle before the game. And uh, I, I found out I can't really do more than six. Um, if I do more than six, then I run into a gray area where I'm like, eh, yeah, you might be uh, – the trips to the bathroom might be a little uh, interesting uh, <laughs> if I have, like, eight of them. Like, six is, six is good. Six is fine. If I have eight, that's pushing it. Ten, probably for sure. Yep. I had a last White Castle story, and then I'm done. I had a friend who one time – uh, was drunk on his way home in an Uber. Well, I guess at the time it was probably a taxi, and uh, and convinced him to stop at White Castle. He didn't know what he wanted. So the guy was just like, "I'm just gonna buy you a 30 case." What are those called? The Crave case? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, "I'll just get you a Crave case." So he orders a Crave case. He goes home, brings it up to his room, and he just is like sitting like at the edge of his bed eating the Crave case, right? Like burger by burger by burger. And next thing he knows, he said he wakes up in the morning and he feels awfully sick. And he just starts looking around his room and he's just like, oh, my God, my room smells awful. He had only ate about half of the Crave case. Is that all? And the rest of it was just sitting on the side of his bed. Oh. And it had been like six hours. (laughs) So he's like, the smell in my room. Oh, my God, I've never smelled anything so terrible. And he and since that day, this was probably fifteen years ago. He's like, I still cannot eat White Castle. I think it was my cousin Jeff, uh, Bill. That I think, correct me if I'm wrong, if it's not him, but I think he has a story where he uh, was out one night years ago drinking and got drunk and went home and he uh, had a hangover the next morning and he threw up. He puked. And he was like, and as soon as he threw up, he was like, "Oh, that's right, I had White Castle." Oh. <laughs> I think that's his story. Gross. I think yeah. that's his story. Yeah, so. he had, he, you know, back in the day, he had he had all the best stories. <laughs> now he doesn't stay up past nine thirty. So. Doesn't doesn't drink. Doesn't stay up past nine thirty. All his good stories are gone. <laughs> doesn't drink. Doesn't stay up past nine thirty. Doesn't listen to Let's Go Blues Radio. No, no, can't. Impossible. Definitely not. No, no Definitely he would. Not. He would. If he found out how late we go, he'd be like, "Are you fucking serious? I've been asleep for four hours when you start your show." Uh, okay. Good food talk. <laughs> and oddly enough, I want White Castle now really bad. I do too. Jeez. Let's go get some. I, the closest White Castle to me is in Fairview Heights. It's like a half an hour from here. <laughs> Fairview Heights? That's that's about 20 minutes for me. I can make that drive. You're closer to it. Fairview than I am? Hmm. About 25 for me. 25 minutes. It's about 20 minutes. I think that's about 20 minutes for me. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Right. I mean, I'm literally right at oh, the JB Bridge. No, there's one in Collinsville. So. Sorry, there's one in Collinsville. There's a, I forgot about that one. You are closer to that one than me. Yes. That is for sure. Where's Where's <laughs> the one in Collinsville? It's over by Arby's. I can't think of it. By Arby's and uh, uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Band, Bandana's Barbecue. 
Yeah. 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 Down by down by the dispensary, of course. Down by the dispensary. Yeah. Yeah. That right. is a perfect spot for a white castle. <laughs> right. That that it's is literally that is literally five minutes from my house. That's, nice. that's the beauty of where I live now. Like very nice. Yeah. 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 You can have white castle if you want right now. In five minutes. And stuff in the dispensary. Yeah. Well. <laughs> well, they're closed. They have that less than a minute if I wanted to, but. When they close. Eleven. He's he's saying he doesn't need to go to the dispensary oh. for that. They close like midnight, don't they? <laughs> midnight or eleven? Hey, starting in yeah. like a week and a half, I can say the same thing. Yeah, Being a true. Missouri residents. Congrats, Missouri. Yeah. Hell yeah. Because I've never done it before, ever, <laughs> ever. <laughs> yes, let us let us know how that first beer tastes too. Oh, I will. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's wrap her up here. Um, chatting too much. Uh, support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you in part by ID Life, the world's only truly personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment of your DNA. Visit rockinthatidlife.com for more information. That's rockinthatidlife.com and get 10% off by emailing Dustin at rockinthatidlife at gmail.com and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. And by Mike Burgoyne from Real Brokerage Realty. Visit strikewithmike.com today for all that for all of your real home buying need. Real home, like a fake home. For all of your home buying and selling needs, I don't think he deals on fake homes. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's strikewithmike.com. He might. He might. Who knows? The real, yeah. It's the real brokerage thing. <laughs> fault, you know, that's that's <laughs> throwing you off. Real there. brokerage, right? Strikewithmike.com and buy Center Ice Brewery, St. Louis's tasty hockey themed beer. Check out your local beer vendors for availability. That's Center Ice Brewery beer. Please drink responsibly. And we have uh, Matt Harris. Uh, has uh, he is. Uh, I missed the little pop-up you had there. Oh, uh, sorry. I was just saying, comment of the show goes to Matt Harris. He says, ah. I'm about to make a donation of $20.19 in honor of Jack Edwards. That's glorious. 2019. That's great. That is perfect. That's that really good. Stuff. Perfect. <laughs> Love it. That'll wrap up episode 10 of season 11. It feels like we've done more than 10 shows this season, doesn't it? This this team like is a, done more than ten shows tonight. <laughs> this season has been uh, r- rough at times so far. Uh, season ten. I actually had to check your math on that. You're right. Oh my god! Only ten episodes. Seems like we've done like fifteen. Ooh. Yeah, I know. Episode it's ten long one. of season eleven of the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. Let's go Blues Radio. Thanks for listening, and thanks to those who participated in the YouTube and Facebook live chats during the live show. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you, which we we know you did. For Jeff Ponder and Bill Day, I'm Kurt Price. Until next time, everyone, let's go Blues. Let's go Blues. Let's go Blues. Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. A look at sports. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. I want you to have a heart attack and die so that we never have to do this shit again. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. (laughs) St. Louis Blues, St. Louis Blues, have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun, they're on their way to number one, now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. The Blues are on the ice tonight again. The 
rough and tough and got the stuff to win. They'll always get one more, no matter what the score. They are quite a hockey team, my friends.